This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. From Community Stadium in Ashland, Ohio, it is time for week number 10 of high school football, the final week of the regular season here in 2022 on an absolutely gorgeous evening. And we are in the back half of October. Crazy to think that we're here already. It feels like just yesterday we were opening up the season at Ontario. But it is time for Lexington and Ashland, a win or go home game tonight for both of these teams. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. Hi, everybody. And like I said, it's a much different night than it was uh, last Friday night. It is really actually quite pleasant tonight. Last week was really, really cold. But tonight, this is more like your uh, usual, like when people think of football weather, this is this is about right right here. Got a little bit of a breeze, but not too cold, and it's going to be an absolutely uh, gorgeous night for football here at Ashland. The Arrows come in with a 5-4 and four overall record. They're coming off of a win against Worcester last week, 26-21. Ashland 3-3 three and three in the OCC. Lexington coming off of a 28-10 win over Madison. The Minutemen are now 3-6 overall. They are also 3-3 three three in the OCC. So the winner of this game will finish one game ahead of the loser of this game. So some bragging rights on the line as well here in the OCC. But much more importantly, a trip to the playoffs are on the line tonight. Lexington, the 17th team in Division Three, Region 10. And, of course, the top 16 get in. So they are in the first spot out of the playoffs. But a win tonight would cure that. Ashland, one spot into the playoffs, or I should say two spots in, in Division Two. Uh, Ashland right now in the 15th spot in Division Two, Region 6. So they also... Uh, with a loss or in danger of dropping out of the playoff picture tonight. So that's why we call this a winner go home type of night. Whoever wins is going to be in. Whoever loses could be out, uh, but it's not certain for Ashland. If Lexington loses, they are definitely out of the playoff picture. The Ashland Arrow Band is now on the field, and we'll take a quick break while they do the national anthem, and we'll come back and set you up for tonight's matchup between the Ashland Arrows and the Lexington Minutemen on fearthevillage.com. Hear every play. He's to the 30, through a hole, 25, 20, 15, he's gone, 10-5, touchdown, Minutemen! Catch every highlight. A.J. Young gets it across midcourt, dumps it off, Baden Forum goes up and jams it home with two hands! View exciting photos. Kate Neichler goes up and picks it off! Everything you need to stay up to date on the Lexington Minutemen. Visit fearthevillage.com, a proud member of the Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. 
jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbmradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Season 3, available now, where you listen to your podcast. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419 419- 522-2020. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at CompleteAccess.com. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on FearTheVillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. 
This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Back here at Ashland's Community Stadium, where we are getting set for the final game of the regular season, Week 10. Ashland and Lexington tonight, a battle to uh, get into the playoffs. One team in Division Two, one team in Division Three. Somebody's got to win tonight, and somebody will make the playoffs, and somebody likely won't. And hopefully the one that gets in is your Lexington Minutemen. Uh, hi again, everybody. Corey Durbin now joined by Billy Park. And uh, we've got some good games around the OCC tonight. Uh, your usual Week 10 matchups. And uh, Billy's got a rundown of those. Billy? Thank you, Corey. And as you said, this is the final week of OCC play. And we have uh, the Mansell Senior Tigers travel to Madison. West Holmes goes to take on Mount Vernon. Villa Angela St. Joseph Vikings are traveling to Worcester. And we have the Tornadoes of Dover heading to New Philly tonight. Yeah, so some big rivalry games. Actually, two games tonight are out of conference in the OCC, uh, but Dover and New Philly, that's sort of like the protected rival. That's like the Ohio State-Michigan uh, of you know, that area. So even though New Philly has now joined the OCC, uh, they kept that rivalry with Dover at the end of the year. Of course, you've got the Battle of Mansfield, uh, Mansfield Senior and Madison to end the year as always. Uh, you can check out that game over on our sister station for senior high coverage, GoTigers.com. And, of course, this year a little bit different for these two teams. Ashland and Lex usually match up or uh, used to match up in uh, week eight. Uh, but with the extra team coming into the conference uh, this year, uh, Lexington and Ashland both had to drop a non-conference game, and Lexington dropped River Valley. Ashland moved into that Week 10 slot, and that's why we're here in Week 10 instead of Week 8. So uh, just a little update there. And then Worcester also playing a non-conference game. West Holmes going to Mount Vernon. They should run the table this year and finish 10-0. That's your update around the OCC for tonight. When we come back, we'll get you uniforms brought to you by uh, BP Electric of OH, and we will get you the keys to the game tonight from Nick Lazier. And hopefully the Minutemen can bring home a win tonight here at Ashland as we are just about three minutes away from kickoff on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Ashland has taken the field, and the crowd, pretty good one tonight here at Ashland. Not a bad student section down off to our right. We are sitting up above the press box here on the home side tonight, the best view in the house. We are way up here, though, and it is uh, not good for my fear of heights, Nick. Uh, it's never fun coming here and doing a game as far as that goes, but just as far as the view of the field goes, always a beautiful uh, scene here at Ashland. Uh, they've got a great field, great setup here, except those weird lights, which I'm sure we're going to talk about tonight. I don't oh, like them. I forgot em. about the lights. That's right. <laughs> uh, I don't like that, but uh, here we are anyway. 
Uh, Nick Lazier now joining me tonight. Nick, uh, tonight it's a winner-go-home scenario for both of these teams. Now there is a slight chance, even if even if Lexington wins, that Ashland can still get in. But Lexington has to win or they cannot make it to the playoffs. Ashland, for all intents and purposes, they are treating this like they have to win because with a loss they could get bumped from the playoffs. So it's essentially a win-or-go-home game. Uh, both of these teams coming off of a win. What do the Minutemen have to do to uh, – secure their spot in the playoffs. I think you just got to keep rolling with that momentum you built last week against Madison. A great win against Madison 28-10 last week. Uh, I thought the offense looked really good at times, and they ran the ball well. Had a couple big explosive plays through the air with uh, DJ Johnson and Braden Fogle, of course. And So, I mean, I really think if – I mean, Lex has got to just – I mean, Ashland likes that they're going to spread it out. They like those two-by-two two sets. They motion into three-by-one. But I think uh, – this Ashland team's a little different. They like to run the ball almost as much as they like to throw it. So it, it's not the Ashland of past where they're just kind of air raid and yeah. uh, trying to air it out and spread it out to a bunch of different receivers. They, they, they're going to run the ball a little bit, so that kind of plays to Lexington's favor because I think our run defense has been very stout all year. They are going to be without Carter Newman tonight, so that that's going to be a big impact on defense as well as offense. But I think more defensively, that's going to be a big hit. But I think if Lex can just – Again, I feel like I say this every week. Every week, they just got to play uh, mistake-free football. They can't have any turnovers because Ashland, I'm sure, will will be ready to exploit those turnovers once they happen. So if they take care of the ball and just kind of play their game, they can't they can't get behind the sticks or anything like that. And I think they'll be just fine. I, I mean, they can hang with anybody, especially riding off a, a off a big win last week at home. Well, since Nick gave you a five-minute synopsis <laughs> of what has to happen tonight, we'll get you uniforms in just a minute. As A.J. Young will kick it off for the Minutemen. They'll kick it right to left as we see it, or if you're uh, directionally inclined, they will kick it from south to north. On a beautiful night for football here in late October, as A.J. Young has it teed up, he'll kick it off, and we're underway from Community Stadium. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you, fearthevillage.com, and the kickoff is muffed and picked up and ran out to the 15. And on the carry there for the Arrows was Colton Johnson. And it's going to be difficult to get you numbers tonight for Ashland, and we'll tell you why here in just a sec. But uniforms tonight brought to you by BP Electric of Ohio. Check them out online, bpelectricofoh.com. Lexington going with the all-white uniforms, white helmets with the player numbers on the left side, vintage Minuteman logo on the right side, white jerseys, purple letters and numbers, a little bit of gold trim, and white pants with the block uh, purple L on the left hip. So all white for the Minutemen. We'll get you Ashlands here in just a second as they are set to go. They're going to go five wide, empty backfield to start. First and ten from the 15. They'll send a man in motion. Take the snap, give off the left side, and up the middle now as a cut back there. Is going to go for about five yards. And Caden Spots will get the first carry of the night for the Arrows. It'll set up a second and five. Ashland and the Black Helmets. Gray jerseys tonight for the Arrows and black pants. As second down and five, they'll take the snap. Empty backfield again. Throw out to the near side is incomplete. Right in the middle of two Arrows out here. McFrederick and Sturry were both out here. And... The throw was right in between them.
by Nathan Bernard, the freshman quarterback. And now it's third and five from the 20. Bernard in the shotgun again, takes the snap, throws it. It's almost picked off by Cam Crago right through his hands. Great pressure by the Minutemen. And they'll force a three and out early on here. Uh, but anyway, quickly back to the Ashland uniforms. Very hard to see tonight. They've almost got like a neon orange on those gray, and it is really hard to see the numbers tonight. Uh, but they've got the black helmets, gray jerseys, orange letters and numbers, and black pants. So the all-whites versus the gray and black. And the Minutemen force a three and out early here. Only 46 seconds have come off the clock, and the Minutemen will get the football. As Braden Fogle will be back to return this punt, he might get a chance at it as he's going to let it go, actually, and it'll bounce down to the Lex 45. And that is where the Minutemen will take over with their first possession of the night. And we'll see if they can get on the board early. Good defensive start for the Minutemen. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a quick three and out, too. Only, I mean, 54 seconds ran off that clock. So, I mean, this is a great time for that Lex offense to just kind of run the ball, eat some of this clock up. I mean, if Lex can really slow this game down and only make it a couple possession game, I, I, I think it plays right into their hands. Well, here we go. A.J. Young will lead the Minutemen out. He's got a 3-6 and six record as the starting quarterback at Lex. All of those games, obviously, this season. He'll go in the pistol to start from his own 45. Four wide. They're going to fake a give on first down. He's going to roll left and throw left. He's got Fogel at the Ashland 45. He makes a move and gets down the near sideline near the Ashland 41-yard line. A good play there on first down. Fogel was wide open. He picked up about 13 down to the Ashland 42. And a first down Minutemen on the first play of the game. Yeah, nice little easy roll out there for A.J. Found Fogel wide open on the sideline, and he's able to get a big first down to start. Now Nick pointed out to me in the pregame off the air that uh, – Carter Newman will not go tonight for the Minutemen, which is ironic because he broke his arm here two years ago. So he's had terrible luck getting into games here at Ashland uh, over the course of his career. On first down, A.J. Young will give this time off the left side. Mason Green breaking a couple tackles. He's going to carry a couple of arrows down to about the 36, gain of about five. He'll set up second and five. Mason Green on the carry, getting tackled by the arrow. So Mason Green gets the start at tailback tonight with Newman out. Other than that, though, the Minutemen look pretty good to go tonight, all things considered, especially when, when you look back over the weeks. They've had eight or nine guys out every week. I look over there now, and I only see a couple of guys out. Of course, the loss of Carter Newman tonight will be huge for the Minutemen, but we'll see how they deal with it. Second and five. And the pistol, A.J. Young takes the snap, and we've got a whistle, and we're going to have an encroachment on Ashland, so that might give, and it will give the Minutemen a free first down here. They needed four yards, and that penalty will give them five. So early on here, Minutemen looking good. So that penalty will move the Minutemen down to the Ashland 31-yard line. A.J. Young going to go into that loaded pistol. He's got one wide receiver each way. He's got Hudson Moore on his right hip and Mason Green behind him. Joey Caudell, the tight end, motions. A.J. Young takes the snap. He's going to launch it down the far sideline. He's got Fogel out there, and it just overshoots him at the goal line by about two yards just over his head, and Fogel was down there. He was open. A.J. Uh, 
had he put just a little more air under that thing, that was a touchdown. Well, and it's funny that he overthrows Fogel there when there's been a lot of throws this year. He's kind of underthrown him a little bit. He's had to come make, make a play back for the ball, and that time just put a little too much air on it. He had Fogel had his defender beat out there wide, so it'll be interesting to see if they, they revisit here if they don't get a good uh, conversion here on second down. Second and ten, Minutemen will go two wide to the right this time. Fogel by himself to the left. And the single back pistol, A.J. Young takes. They will give off the right side, Mason Green over the 30 and stumbles down to the 29. Be a gain of two. And that'll set up third and eight. So the Minutemen, after getting a three and out in about 45 seconds to get the ball, they're running a little clock here of their own. And they've got a third and eight down at the Ashland 29-yard line. They'll go Fogel by himself off to the right. Crago by himself off to the left. And a loaded pistol now. A.J. Young takes, fakes a give to Green. He's back to pass, throwing near side into the end zone. Fogel's down there, and he got him in the end zone. Touchdown, Minutemen. He was open, and A.J. put it on him. That might have been the easiest touchdown catch of the year for Braden Fogel. Well, that was a long developing route, too. It was a play action, and Fogel's on the far hash on the right side. He, he ran all the way across the field and ended up catching on the, the left hash. So, I mean, great ball there, great protection from that Lexo line. Gave A.J. enough time to find Fogel pretty much wide open. So now A.J. Young will come on to attempt the extra point. Dylan Jamison will hold. Snap is back. It's a decent snap, but Jamison had to get it down quickly, and he did, and A.J. Young puts it through. So the Minutemen early on here in an elimination game go up 7-0 with 9.26 to go in the first quarter on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Great start for the Minutemen as they go 55 yards on their first drive. And they get on the board with a touchdown from A.J. Young to Braden Fogel. A 29-yard pass. So Young to Fogel again. And not only that, but they had a three and out to start the game too. So really an all-around great start for the Minutemen. Now we'll see if they can keep that momentum. 9.26 to go first quarter. A.J. Young will tee it up at the 40-yard line again, and he'll kick it from right to left. And you know what, Nick? It almost looks like A.J. Young's looking over at the coaching staff here. Just to maybe see if, I don't know, maybe we'll see one of those pop-up kicks. We'll see. He was definitely looking over at Coach Saris about something as he runs up, and he will kick it deep, and he gets a hold of this one, and this one's through the end zone. I mean, that thing hit over halfway through the end zone and rolled out of the back. That was by far the best touchback we've seen this year from A.J. Young. He really got a hold of that one. And Ashland will take over at their own 20 after a touchback. 
And the first drive, they took over at their own 15. So in two drives, this is their best starting field position so far. For the freshman quarterback. 6'5", Nate Bernard, big kid for a freshman. 205. He's got four wide, takes the snap. He's going to sling it out near sideline on first down. He's got a man. And out to about the 28 was Grayson Sturry. And eight yards, maybe nine. That'll set up second and a short two. Now they'll go second and one out to the 29-yard line. So Sturry probably going to be the best arrow on the basketball court this year. Has really been the only arrow that they've targeted here on the football field so far tonight. Bernard in the shotgun, second and uh, second and one, gives it left side, and bottling it up. The Minutemen are going to get him for a loss. That was spots for a loss of three. That's going to set up a third and four. So so far, Ashland has run the ball twice tonight, and really don't have any yardage out of the run game on those two carries. And another big third down already right here. The Minutemen could force another three and out as Bernard will hurry it up back in the shotgun again. Three wide to the right, one to the left, takes the snap. They'll give and spots again. He's going to be stuffed. He got a yard, but the Minutemen got him. That'll set up a fourth and two. Looks like, yeah, looks like maybe the punt team's going to roll out here. Another great stand from that Lex defense. So the first drive. Two passes and one run, three and out. Second drive, two runs and one pass, three and out. And now Braden Fogel will come on to return. So Landon McFrederick, the senior, will come on to punt. Pretty good snap, and he gets a hold of this one. A high punt, wobbly though, and that's going to bounce and hit and roll. And it'll keep rolling down to about the Lex 35-yard line, and that's where it'll be downed by the arrows. So the Minutemen will take over at their own 35 with a chance to grow this lead a little bit here early already. 7.30 to go first quarter, Minutemen up 7-0. to zero. So a great start for the Minutemen, Nick. They, as you mentioned, just about every game got to take care of the ball. They did on the first drive. And as we've seen time and time again, A.J. Young with a nice pass to Braden Fogle. And that's how the Minutemen lead early on here. Second drive for the Minutemen. They've got one split out each way. As A.J. Young takes the pistol snap, they'll give Hudson Moore up the middle, and he's going to carry some arrows out near a first down. He got nine yards on first down. And now it's going to be second and one for the Minutemen, a good carry there on first. Man, it's great to see Hudson just on on the football field again. I mean, last week had a great week coming back, and now he's back at it again, nine yards on his first carry from scrimmage. Minutemen out to their own 45-yard line. A.J. Young going to go in the pistol again, but he'll send Fogel and Crago both off to the left this time. Hudson Moore on his left hip. Mason Green behind him. Second and one. They'll give Mason Green. He's got a hole up the middle. He's to the 45 and down to the Ashland 44 and a first down Minutemen. And on the second straight drive, the Minutemen across midfield into Ashland territory. Man, that hole right up the middle opened up nicely. I mean, Alex didn't get touch. 
Mason. Oh, Mason, excuse me. And it almost looked like it was such a gaping hole. Mason didn't know where to go. Yeah. He just he kind of took off. <laughs> he saw the hole, took off, and then once he got through there, he didn't know whether to go left or right. So a first and ten, minute minute, the Ashland 43 and the pistol again. A.J. takes the snap. They'll give Mason Green again, this time up the middle, and he's going to be stuffed this time. And they'll give him one yard, second and nine coming up. But the Minutemen here really setting up a balanced offense early on, and that's that's I mean that that opens up the playbook so much that uh, you know you just never know when a play action's coming, and that's what they scored on on the last drive. Is a little play action, and AJ was able to set himself and get it to Braden Fogel. Right now, the Minutemen have it second and nine at the Ashland 42. This time, A.J.'s going to go back into the shotgun, four wide, two to each side. He's got Hudson Moore on his right hip. A.J. waits, and it looked like Ashland moved, and they blew the play dead because Lexington ended up flinching as well, but Ashland moved first, so that'll be another encroachment on Ashland, and that's going to set up a second and four now instead of a second and nine, and now this is really where the playbook opens <laughs> it, up. You can run here or play action. Exactly right, and I mean, this is this is playing right into the game Lex wants to do. I mean, they they want to run the ball and then catch Ashland sleeping and hit him with the play action. But I mean, I don't know if AJ's doing a great job with a hard count down there or what. But I mean, that's two encroachments now on the first two drives from that Ashland defense. So it'll be second and four from the Ashland 37-yard line. AJ Young going to go into the pistol this time. Hudson Moore is going to go into that tight end spot and he'll motion left to right. They'll take, they'll fake a give, Green. And now A.J. Young's going to have to run out of there. He does, he gets it out of there, and he gets an open man, Cam Crago, down the near sideline. He gets to the 19-yard line and out of bounds. And they'll mark him at the 20, a first down minute, man. Good job by A.J. There is three arrows came rushing through the line there, and A.J. just kind of barely got out of there, and Crago was wide open. A.J. could have also run that. Yeah, I mean, great heads-up play there from A.J. Like you said, I mean, Ashland brought all three of their linebackers on a blitz, and AJ did very poised, didn't panic, just rolled out to his left and saw Craig go wide open and hit him. So it'll be first and 10 just outside the 20-yard line for the Minutemen. AJ Young into that loaded pistol again. Uh, two wide receivers off to the right. He takes. He's going to fake a give to Hudson Moore. Now pitches it out. Mason Green with a nice little spin move, and it got him out of the backfield, avoided the loss of yardage, and maybe picked up one, maybe two. It'll be second and eight, but a good job there by Mason to avoid the back, uh, the contact in the backfield and get over the line of scrimmage at least. Read option pitches always make me nervous. Too many nightmares from playing NCAA football myself and pitching it into my own guy and it getting picked up by the defense. But hey, Mason did a great job to catch it and pick up a couple. So now we're down here in the red zone again. A.J. Young in the pistol. He'll send one wide receiver each way. Second and eight from the 19-yard line. A.J. takes the snap. Bit off the left side. Mason Green again, and he's going to get a couple more, but not a ton going there off the left side, and they'll give him the 17-yard line. So that'll set up a third and seven for the Minutemen. And what you cannot do here, Obviously, you got to score touchdowns if you want to win games like this, but you cannot turn the ball over. You're right in A.J. Young's field goal range. At the very least, don't turn the ball over and give yourself a chance to get on the board. Now, you know, maybe this is a chance where they throw another jump ball up yeah. in the end zone, I think. Yeah, for sure, because then, I mean, maybe you'll get that P.I. call that focal's so good at getting. And the pistol, three wide, third and seven. A.J. Young waits. 
And he takes the snap. He gives off the left side. Mason Green's got room. He's to the 15, 10, trying to get outside, and he does down to the three-yard line. I don't think he realized how open the outside was because he could have been gone, and he kind of danced around a little bit there. Yeah, he was trying to read his blockers, but I mean, all he had to do was bounce it out to the left sideline, and there was no one there. But great job from that uh, the Lex receivers on this left-hand side getting blocks downfield. I mean, these Ashland corners and secondary, they're playing eight, nine yards off the ball. So, I mean, they're, they're giving the short stuff away to the Minutemen, and they're taking advantage. So, it's a first and goal at the two-yard line. A.J. Young's going to be in the pistol with Mason Green. No, that's Cooper Dreibelbus right behind him. They'll take the snap and give. And off the left side, down to the one, and fighting, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Minutemen. And it was Mason Green, not Dreibelbus. I stand corrected. And a two-yard touchdown for Mason. And the Minutemen now lead it 13 to nothing early on here in the first quarter with 3.26 to go. I mean, a great drive there from that Lex offense. A little bit of everything, a little bit of the run game. It hit a couple passes down the field. I mean, they, they really look, they look fresh right now. A.J. Young will come on to attempt another extra point. He's one for one on the night. Dylan Jamison will hold. And it's a little bit of a high snap. Jamison gets it down, and A.J. Young puts it through. And it is 14 to nothing. 3.26 to go in the first quarter. Minutemen on top on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Lexington's quarterback and kicker, A.J. Young, and you are listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Minutemen off to about as good of a start as you could ask for. They are two for two on offensive drives for two touchdowns, and defensively, they have forced two, two and outs to the arrows. So Ashland yet to get a first down here, and Lexington looks really good on offense. I mean, you... Literally couldn't have a better start there, 100% on both sides of the ball. With 3.26 to go in the first quarter. Seems like this first quarter is kind of dragging along, too. There might be another chance for the Minutemen to score again here by the end of the quarter if they keep playing like this. Well, and the thing here is that, I mean, really helps out Lex is if, I mean, if Lex continues to grow this lead out, the run game is going to be completely eliminated from the equation for the Arrows, and they're going to have to really start airing it out. And with a young freshman under center, it could get interesting. So A.J. Young will tee it up for the third time tonight down at the 40 on the far side on the hash. Far side from where we're standing anyway. He'll kick it right to left. Beautiful night here at Ashland. It's getting a little chilly as the night goes on, but this is great weather for late October. A.J. boots another one deep, and it's going to hit at the goal line and bounce through into the end zone for another touchback. So, Nate Bernard, the young freshman, has some work to do. These arrows are five and four, though. I mean, they've had a pretty decent year. Lost some close ones as well. So they've been here before. Minutemen just have to stay at home and uh, make sure they 
understand what they're doing. Bernard will go empty backfield, two wide to the left, three to the right. Third drive of the night for the Arrows. They've gone two, three, and out so far. They'll send a man in motion. It spots. He's going to get the carry. No, he won't. Bernard will keep it in the minute. Men wrap him up, and they're going to tackle him in the backfield. A loss of one. Big Matt Dwyer getting in on the action early on. Good to see him back for sure. I mean, we saw him back last week on senior night, but it is just a different defense when he's on the field. Second and 11 now. Bernard back into the shotgun, two wide to the left, two to the right spots on his right hip. Second and 11. They'll send McFrederick in motion. Bernard takes the snap, fakes the give. Now he throws down the field. He's got a man and a nice stiff arm and down to the 37-yard line was Jonathan Metzger, the 5'11 senior, and he gets the first down for the Arrows, the first one of the night. D.J. Johnson had him in single coverage there, and a good catch by Metzger, good tackle by Johnson, but Arrows able to get their first first down of the night down to their own 38-yard line where Bernard is back by himself. And the shotgun again takes the snap. He's going to launch it down the left sideline this time, and they had a man down there, and it just went right through the hands of. That was Colton Johnson down the far sideline, and I didn't see. Was that who was down there? I think it was Caudill in coverage. So Caudill was there, and he kind of disrupted the view of the ball. And it made it hard for Colton Johnson to kind of read it, and it hit him right in the chest, yeah. actually. I mean, I don't think he saw the ball coming because Caudell was in his way, second and 10 at the 38. Bernard back in the shotgun again, four wide this time. He takes the snap, Minutemen blitz. He gets it out of there, though, and hits his man. And down the far sideline, they're going to score here down to the 30, 25, 20. And Briar Miller, though, makes a touchdown-saving tackle at the eight-yard line. I thought Sturry was going to get there. Well, he does get down inside the 10, though. And, I mean, Fagan would have been in position to make a play, but he got blocked before the pass was even completed to Sturry down the field, and Sturry is able to catch and run there. And they'll give Sturry the six-yard line, so the arrow's in the red zone for the first time tonight. First and goal from the six. Bernard in the shotgun. He's got two backs back there with him this time. One on each hip. He sends one in motion. Now it's McFrederick. They'll swing it out to him on the near flat. And he's hit way in the backfield. Hudson Moore gets in there way back at the 15. Well, Hudson saw that thing coming. He came flying from his linebacker position and able to drag McFrederick down in the backfield. And now mark him forward progress at the 12, but a big loss of six there. Great play by Hudson Moore to stay at home and see the pass coming as they motioned McFrederick out there and then whipped it out right away to him. Similar to maybe something you'd see the Buckeyes do on a Saturday afternoon. Didn't work that time, though, for the Arrows. They'll go two backs in the backfield again with Bernard in the shotgun, two wide receivers off to the right, one to the left. Second and goal from the 12. He takes the snap. He's looking. He's going to have to run to the right now. Bernard's going to try to get out of there. He's grabbed, and the Minutemen are going to tackle him out of bounds for another loss over on the sideline. At about the 15-yard line, that's going to be another loss of three. And that was a coverage sack there from the Lexington secondary. He had nowhere to go and just kind of rolled out, tried to make a play, and I think it was Matt Dwyer to make the tackle over here on the sideline. So Arrows had it first and goal at the six. They're now third and goal at the 15. They've lost nine yards. Bernard will go empty backfield again. Two wide to the right, three to the left this time. Huge play here for both teams. Bernard waiting. 
He takes the shotgun snap. He's looking left, got his man. It's McFrederick. He's dancing around at the 15, trying to get out of a tackle, but he can. He's going to get a yard, and that sets up a fourth and goal at the 14. Great stand by the Minutemen. And that makes that tackle by Briar Miller all that much uh, more important on that Sturry play. Yeah. He caught him at the six-yard line. Had he not gotten there and the arrows ran in, they would have had a touchdown. Instead, it's fourth and goal at the 14, and they're going to go for it. At least it looks that way. Yeah, I'm not sure who their kicker even is. I mean, if it's McFrederick who does the punting, I mean, they must have more confidence in their offense than their kicking game. So they will go for it. Fourth and goal at the 14. Bernard in the shotgun. Empty backfield, and we'll have a timeout by Lexington, their first of the game, and we'll take one with them. 39 seconds to go in the first quarter. Minutemen up 14 to nothing, looking for a big fourth down stop here, fourth and goal when we come back on fearthevillage.com. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. This is Lexington Minuteman Hudson Moore, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Big fourth down coming up here at Ashland's Community Stadium. Fourth and goal from the 14. Bernard in the shotgun, empty backfield. Now he brings spots back with him on his left hip. He takes the shotgun snap, back to pass. He's looking in the end zone, and he's got a man. And we've got a flag coming in as well in the middle of the field. We might, might have an offensive pass interference. Cam Crago saying that McFrederick pushed off there. I think he did. Yeah, that's what they're calling. They're calling P.I. on it McFrederick. It is. Wow. So Landon McFrederick gets the pass interference on offense. Now, since it was a touchdown, they'll have to redo the play. So Ashland at least gets that because if the Minutemen declined it, it would be a touchdown. Right. So they have to accept the penalty. So this will push Ashland back, and they'll redo fourth down. So since it happened in the end zone, will it just be on the same yardage as the original play? Yeah, so they're marking this from the 14. Oh, and this wow. will send them all the way back to, to the 29-yard line, Oof. a 15-yard penalty, and still fourth down. 34 seconds to go in the first quarter. Now what do you do here if you're Ashland? I mean, I don't – if I were at, I'd almost go out and just pooch it and try to pin them deep. I mean, but yeah, that's Yeah, because that's if just you don't me. get it here, you're <laughs> giving the ball to the Minutemen at the 30, and that's. Right. Well, here we go. They're going to go for it. Fourth and goal from the 29, Bernard in the shotgun. He's got spots on his right hip, two wide receivers stacked on each side. He takes the snap. Bernard back to pass, lofts it towards the end zone, and down there are the Minutemen, and they tip it away, and it was. Well, who was it, Hudson Moore down I there? So. I can't even – I think it was. Hudson yep. Moore tipped it away in the end zone. It's going to be Minutemen football. Yeah, very interesting play call. I mean, especially just taking a shot for the end zone, you'd think they'd almost want to pick up a few just to pin Lex a little bit deeper, but they go for the money ball, and Hudson in great position, able to make a play from underneath and tips it away. It'll be first and ten Minutemen. From their own 29-yard line. I mean, what a stop. I mean, really, I mean, 
thanks to Briar Miller who makes the touchdown saving tackle and then the Lex defense holds strong, get the the offensive pass interference and pushes them back even further. And now the Lex offense in great field position on their own 29-yard line. Absolutely. A.J. Young going to come out in the pistol, one wide to each side to start this drive. He'll have Hudson Moore as the back. Cooper Dribble with the tight end. They'll give Hudson Moore off the left side. He's got room, 30, 35, down the near sideline, 40, 45, stays in bounds and gets down to the 50-yard line and pushed out of bounds there by McFrederick. Big carry there by Hudson on first down, 21 yards, filling yeah. in for Carter Newman tonight. Yeah, and a great job there from the freshman Fogel on the outside, holding his block all the way until Hudson got by him. So it'll be first and 10, Minutemen right at midfield, and they've got 20 seconds left here in the first quarter. A.J. Young in the pistol. One wide receiver each way. Sends Hudson Moore in motion. They'll take it up the middle, though. A.J. Young now off the left side, 40, 35. He's got a blocker, 30, 25, and he's going to be tackled down all the way at the 16 as he kind of used his momentum there as he got tackled from behind and fell forward. Huge carry, huge hole off the left side for A.J. Young on a quarterback keeper. That's a gain of 34 there on first down for A.J. on the QB keeper. I mean, great run. Great patience there on his. Uh, he had Crago in front of him with uh, holding the block, and AJ just kind of weaved behind Crago and able to pick up a few more. Last play of the first quarter coming here if the Minutemen decide to take it. AJ Young in the pistol. He's got two wide, one to each side, and that will be the end of the first quarter as the game clock ran down to triple zero. And after one, the Minutemen. Utter domination so far here at Community Stadium. It is 14 to nothing, and the Minutemen threatening again, trying to look for a playoff spot on fearthevillage.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand, you must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Just about set to start the second quarter here at Ashland. And Nick, in the years that we've been here covering Lexington football, this is one team the Minutemen have not checked off the box against yet. They've had a couple of heartbreakers yeah. well, against the Arrows in our time. Also suffered a couple blowouts, but yeah. certainly they have not done this against the Arrows in our time well, covering them. And, the and to potentially take off Worcester and Ashland in the same year, I mean, that'd be quite a feat. <laughs> and imagine if they could have beat New Philly a few weeks ago. Oof. Start of the second quarter. First and 10 minute men at the Ashland 16, A.J. Young in the pistol. He takes the snap. He's looking near sideline in the corner of the end zone. Fogel's down there, and he got another one. Touchdown minute men, 16 yards. And they're going to have a defensive pass interference as well, which they will decline. And Braden Fogel from A.J. Young, it happened again. Just put us on repeat. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's almost I – mean, how do you stop it? 
I mean, we've seen we've seen triple coverage. You've seen double coverage. I mean, you have to you have to throw the whole defense. Well, it's at him. almost I mean, like Braden Fogle is using his basketball ability. Yeah. Almost gets the guy on his back <laughs> yep. and just kind of boxes him out That's and right. goes up and gets it. I mean, these the, the two touchdowns tonight. The defender was behind yep. him. The catch was so easy on both of them. When he, I mean, and, and when he catches it, he keeps the ball so high up there that a defender can't knock it out of his hands. So A.J. Young, two for two on the night, will come on again to attempt an extra point. Dylan Jamison will hold. Snap is back. It's a good one. The hold is a good one. The kick is up from A.J. Young, and it is also good. And we'll keep it right here this time. 21 to nothing, Minutemen. I mean, this is crazy to say, but the way they're playing, they I mean, they're, they're on track to have a running clock here in the next four minutes. Well, and that, that's the thing. They, they have to keep the pressure up. They can't get complacent. Yeah, you're up three scores, but, I mean, Ashton was one score, one play, one tackle away from putting a touchdown up on their own very quickly. So the Lex defense has to stay on their toes. They have to be vigilant and ready to play still. I mean, this, this is still – there's a lot of time left in this ball game. But, I mean, you can't say enough about how, how well this team has come out to start the game. Yeah. I mean – it's, it's, been, it's been good to watch Very so far. Very focused. Yeah. Now, I've said this several times, and I know Minutemen fans, you know, it's hard to hear this and, and think, you know, yeah, you're right. But had they just one or two plays go differently in that Ontario game, <laughs> yeah. one or two plays go differently in New Philly, we're looking at a 5-4 and four team right now yeah. fighting for 6-4, and four, possibly a home playoff well, game. And all the injuries all season long, I mean, we haven't had Hudson Moore until last week, basically. Yeah. I mean, he's been out the whole year. Yeah. Even even just inserting him back into the lineup, I mean, it, it's been a spark plug. So, I mean, just the injuries and the, the little things that have happened throughout the season, like you said, I mean, they could easily be above 500 and, and great in a great spot for the playoffs. So now with the quarter change just a few minutes ago, the Minutemen will kick this one off from left to right as we see it, or north to south. A.J. Young has it teed up right in front of us on the 40-yard line, and he's got two touchbacks tonight. This one will be caught at the 5 and fumbled, and they'll have to bring it out 10 to the 15 and a hole on the left side, 20, 25, 30. He's got A.J. Young to beat and can't beat him down out to the 40, and we might have a late hit out of bounds as well. And the referee, thankfully, does not throw the flag, but a good return there by Colton Johnson. He's dropped... Every uh, he's got two return opportunities tonight, and kind of both of them him. he's muffed. But that one he was able to turn into about a 36-yard return. Well, he kind of had a hard time judging that one in the air. He didn't know if it was going to go behind him or if it was going to land short. So he kind of had to run underneath and hit him in the chest. So best field position of the night for the Arrows to start a drive there at their own 41-yard line, Bernard. The freshman quarterback will go empty backfield, two wide to the left, three to the right. He sends spots in motion now. They will fake a give. Now they'll throw out near side and out to the 45, breaking a tackle and getting out to about the 47 was Jonathan Metzger. And a good gain there on first down for the Arrows. Gain of about six, second and four coming up. Now there is an outside shot depending on what else happens around the area tonight. If Lex wins, they could play senior high again at Arlen Field just like last year. 
Second and four, Bernard takes the snap, whips it out to Metzger again on the near sideline. He's got the first down, but takes a good hit there from DJ Johnson on the sideline. And over midfield now, the arrows to the Lex 47. Yeah, it looked like about the same play that Ashland ran previously, and the, the result was the same, six-yard gains and a first down. This Arrow Ball Club, by the way, second in the OCC in scoring. They've scored 305 points this year, only behind West Holmes in the conference, but the wow. Minutemen have really done a good job of shutting that down tonight so far. Bernard in the empty backfield again, first and 10. At the Lex, 47, takes and throws it out to McFrederick. He's going to dance around and bring it to the middle of the field, now near sideline, and down to the 36, and he's right at another first down, and he'll get it. He needed 10. They got 11, first and 10, coming up for the Arrows. And Lexington came out with a pretty much all-out blitz, and it left the receiver screen wide open there for McFrederick underneath, and he was able to make a couple guys miss and get a good gain. So now the Arrows marching again. They made it down to the six-yard line last time, but couldn't get into the end zone. Now they've got it at the Lex 36. Bernard takes the shotgun snap. He's going to throw it down the middle of the field, and what a wow. catch by Metzger. And they're going to have a defensive pass interference. It's not going to matter. They'll take the catch instead. What a catch Ooh. by Metzger. That's the catch of the night so far, even above those two Fogel touchdowns, yeah. I would say. That was a heck of a catch. Yeah, he went up and snagged that thing right out of the air. That ball's on a rope. Senior high with a 7-6 to six lead at Madison. Somehow that game every year always, is always competitive. Yeah. It's always close. Battle of Mansfield. West Holmes up 21 to nothing on Mount Vernon, by the way. <laughs> Man, rebuilding year for, for Mount Vernon this year, that's for sure. Big time, yeah. 10.20 to go, second quarter, Minutemen up 21-0, first and 10. Arrows have it in the red zone at the 18. Metzger takes, actually, that's McFrederick, and he throws it out into the end zone wide open. I'm not sure if the Minutemen just didn't see the receiver. I don't know what happened there. Man, that was a but Grayson Sturry caught it. They almost went like a little wildcat. McFrederick oh, threw it. Yeah. I was wondering. I'm like, what huh. the heck? I don't know if the Minutemen just didn't see Sturry go out there. I don't know if somebody blew an assignment. I don't know what happened, but McFrederick took the snap and just slung it out there to Sturry, and he was wide open. There was nobody within 15 yards. Yeah, once Jermarian Fagan realized what was happening, it was too late. I got to assume nobody saw him yeah. split out wide. He was the only receiver out there. So... Braxton Hunt will attempt the extra point, and he puts it through, and he'll make it 21-7. Minutemen on top, 10-18 to go, second quarter on fearthevillage.com. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at completeaccess.co. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen football on fearthevillage.com. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Ashland scores for the first time tonight on a little bit of a short drive after a good kick return that set up that 
great field position. They go uh, 59 yards on the drive. And now Caden Spots will set the ball up on the 40 and he'll kick it right to left. First time tonight that the Minutemen will receive a kickoff. 21 to seven, Minutemen on top, 10-18 to go second quarter. Spots has it teed up. Minutemen have Fagan and Wyndham back. Spots kicks it deep, a good kick and Fagan's gonna take it at the two. He's to the 10, to the 15, dancing around and out to the 19-yard line. And Fagan had trouble catching that one as well. Now the wind up here is whipping it's around. Whipping. I'm not sure if it's doing anything on the field or not to cause some of these muffed kick returns. But when that kick was kind of like a sidewinder in the air, I mean, it, it was spinning in a weird direction, hard to catch those. So the Minutemen by far with their worst field position of the night to start a drive. They'll have it at their own 19-yard line. And it seems as the night goes on, the wind is kind of picking up a little more. The Minutemen come out, looking to continue this dominant offense perform offensive performance. A.J. Young going to be in the pistol, first and 10 from the 19. One wide receiver each way, Hudson Moore the tight end. They will give, though, Mason Green off the left side. He's got a hole. He's over the 25 and just tripped up out near the 30. And he did get nine. We'll set up a second and one. And that was, I'm not going to say he would have made it for a touchdown, but he would have had some room to run there. Man, and Mason is just running so hard tonight so far. I mean, he's seeing these wide open gaps, and he's just taking off. Second and one. And you're playing with house money on a second and short like this. Minutemen can do just about anything here. They'll send Crago off to the left by himself. Fogel off to the right. A.J. Young in that single back pistol with Mason Green again. Hudson Moore the tight end. From the 27-yard line, they'll take and give Green off the right side. He's going to be blown up in the backfield this time. And he did fight his way back to the original line of scrimmage, which was the 28, not the 27. So it'll be third and one after no gain by Mason. And Ashland just kind of sold out on the run there. That might have been one where if the Minutemen did pass, they might have had a, an open look down the field. The Arrows sent everybody on that. Second down and one. And they benefited from it. Third and one. Here we go. A.J. Young in the pistol. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Takes the snap. Gives it off the left side. Green is bottled up again. This time he's going to be tackled back at the 25, a loss of three. And for the first time tonight, the Minutemen will have to punt. It's going to be fourth and four. Yeah, I, I thought for sure we'd try to maybe run between the tackles there on third and shorter. he run a QB power up the middle, but Ashton did a great job to sniff out the, the run to the edge, and Lex has to punt. So... A.J. Young, for the first time tonight, will punt it away. He stands at his own 11-yard line. Metzger will return. He stands at his own 40. A little bit of a low snap, but A.J. Young gets a nice punt away. It's spiraling. It's going to bounce, and actually it's going to go out of bounds over on the far sideline. So that ended up not being as good of a punt as it could have been. Referees will mark this one off at the 43. Had that thing stayed in bounds, oh, man. though? It was going to roll for a while. That thing <laughs> was going to go inside the 20 probably easily. 
So Ashland again with pretty good field position for the second drive in a row. It's Lexington 21, Ashland 7, 8, 14 to go in the first half. Bernard has gotten settled in here quite nicely for the freshman. He's in the shotgun first and 10. Sends a man in motion. They'll flip it. McFrederick off the left side. He's going to be hit in the backfield and brought down back behind the 40. Big loss. Loss of four back at the 39. Yeah, I think Briar Miller was the first one back there. Great job there. To, I mean, that's a tough play in the open field. McFrederick, is a, he's quick running around the edge, but... Again, Briar Miller makes a great play on the edge. He's kind of got a hold of his arm there and slung McFrederick down to the ground. Loss of four. Second and 14 from their own 39. Bernard, empty backfield, takes the snap. Actually, fumbled the snap, and he's got to just go down on it there and make sure nothing worse happens as the Minutemen were already in there, and that was just Bernard there, just didn't catch the snap, and they'll move all the way back to the 34. So after all that momentum Ashland has gained, they've shot themselves in the foot again here. It's going to be third and 19. And a very dangerous spot in the on the field here for Ashland to be in because could easily throw a pick here. They've got to go 20 yards for the first down. Bernard in the shotgun. He takes. He's looking in the middle of the field, and it's caught one-handed by Metzger. He's going to take it across the field 30, being chased down by Hudson Moore, but he's going to outrun him. And a touchdown after the one-handed grab by Metzger. What a catch. Jeez, what a man. catch. That's all you can say. I mean, Bernard just kind of threw that to a spot, and Metzger just stuck his hand out there. Jeez. Ooh, I wonder what the penalty's for. I don't see the flag on yeah, the field. <laughs> it must be in the end zone. Maybe for a celebration. I'm not sure, but I don't see. Oh, it could be a sideline warning as well, I guess. Man. Yeah, sideline warning on Lex, so no penalty. Man, McFrederick, I mean, he. Actually, well, a sideline. Metzger, yeah. He sideline hit. warning on both teams. <laughs> So, the place kicker is Braxton Hunt. Spots handles the kickoff duties, and McFrederick punts. So, they've got a different kicker for every occasion. 21 to 13. Hunt is one for one on extra points tonight. They'll get this hold down nicely, and Hunt boots this one through. And he'll make it 21 to 14. So, now we've got a ball game. 6.42 to go in the second quarter. Things getting interesting here at Ashland on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OH. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. So offensively for the Arrows, it has become the Metzger show here in the second quarter. And the Minutemen have scored twice here in the second. 
And they've cut this lead down now. It was 21-0 Minutemen. Now it's 21-14, so we've got a great ball game on our hands here at Community Stadium. Not sure I would have said that about 10 minutes ago, but here we are. <laughs> now what the Minutemen can't do here is just get complacent. It looked like when they got up 21-0, they just started exclusively running the ball. Kickoff goes to Fagan. He muffs it again. He's out to the 15. And when he went down to pick it up, his knee was on uh, the ground. So they'll basically knee it at the 14-yard line. He's having a hard time. It's two in a row now. All the return men are having issues tonight. Well, backed up. Now, now would be a great time more than ever to have a nice long drive and eat some of this clock up, especially because yeah. Lex will – get the ball after half, correct? I believe, yep. yeah. So, I mean, great opportunity to run a lot of clock off here and, and punch in a touchdown right before the half. 6.38 to go in the first half. Minutemen leading it 21-14. They'll come out in the pistol with A.J. Young. Crago off to the left, Fogel off to the right. Hudson Moore the tailback this time. They'll take on first down and sling it out near sideline. Fogel's got room. He caught it over the 20 out to the 21. And actually, yeah, they'll give him the 21. So a gain of six. And I, and I really like that play call on first down. I mean, obviously Ashland, I mean, they're loading the box up. Their corners are playing off. So get yep. a quick little five-yard hitter to Fogel and get a good gain on first down. And they actually give him seven yards. They do give him the 21-yard line. So second and three now. Fogel by himself off to the left. Crago off to the right. And the pistol again. Minute men. Second and three from the 21. A.J. Young takes the snap. They will give it off the left side. Hudson Moore trying to get the edge over the 20 and lowers his shoulder out to the 23, a gain of two. It'll set up a big, big third and one here. The Minutemen have to get a first down and keep this clock rolling here. So it'll be interesting to see what the Minutemen draw up here, third and one. Ashland has been selling out on the run game now. Almost makes you wonder if the Minutemen will go ahead and throw it here on third and one. One wide receiver each way. Now they'll go empty backfield in the pistol. A.J. Young takes a high snap, and he can't get down quick enough to get his head lowered and get across the line of scrimmage. That high snap kind of threw off his momentum, and by the time he caught the snap, he was only able to get back to the line of scrimmage. That'll set up a fourth down, and the Minutemen going to have to punt again. One yard loss on the play brings up fourth and two for the Minutemen. So Ashland now turning that momentum meter hard towards their direction. Right. They'll get an opportunity to tie the game up on this next drive. So A.J. Young stands back at his own 10 to punt this thing away. Metzger. Will return. He's standing near the 50. A.J. gets it out of there. It's a low, wobbly punt. That's going to bounce and roll down the far sideline and take a great minute man <laughs> bounce. He's done that over and over again this year, and it never ceases to amaze me. I don't know how he does it, but he just gets it to hug that sideline and roll, and the Minutemen will down it at the Ashland 37. I mean, I think that landed right on the very far hash and just kind of tiptoed along the sideline. You know, for all the work A.J. has put in, and we have a flag on the far sideline, hopefully this is not another sideline warning because this time it would be a penalty on the Minutemen. 
But for all the work he's put in at these kicking camps and things like that, a lot of that is field goal kicking. But he has become such a good punter. Yeah. I would argue that's the best phase of his kicking game. He's become a really good punter, and he's been a good uh, kickoff man. The penalty was on Ashland. The block in the back, they said. So that's a five-yard penalty. That'll push Ashland back to their own 27. Actually, it was a 10-yard penalty. So Ashland now will start back at their own 27-yard line. And Bernard in the shotgun. 4.27 to go in the first half. Minutemen up seven. Four wide receivers, but they'll give to Spots. And he's going to go up the middle, and he's going to get hit and taken down right at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Caudell was in there, and Matt Dwyer in there as well. Yeah, keep that clock rolling here. And almost down to four minutes left to go in this first half, and Lex holding on to that one touchdown lead. Correction on that last tackle. Caudell was in there, but Rael Meservi was in there. At the 27, second and 10, Bernard going to go empty backfield, three wide to the left, two to the right. He takes the snap and looks left. Now he's looking right. Now he's looking middle, and he undercuts his receiver, and he kind of put that ball out into no man's land, which was dangerous because Fagan was a, a good dive away from maybe picking that thing off. So third and 10 coming up, and that clock uh, stops the clock with 3.47 to go in the second quarter. So here we go, a big third and 10. Bernard in the shotgun. He's got the snap. He's winding up and flinging it down the far sideline. What a catch. Golly, man. What a catch. Metzger again down the far sideline over the 50 at the Lex 46, and this has literally become Bernard de Metzger. Putting on a highlight reel right now. I mean, that's three incredible catches in the first half. Yeah, that was a diving backwards catch. So a first and 10 arrows. Bernard in the shotgun, three wide to the left, one to the right. At the Lex 46, he takes the snap. He's back, he's looking at Metzger again, and he got him again over the 30, down to the 27. DJ Johnson was right there and hit Metzger in midair as soon as he caught it, but couldn't jar the ball loose. First and 10 again, and Metzger just taking over tonight, trying to outdo Braden Fogle. First and 10, arrows quickly already down to the Mad, uh, the Lexington 27-yard line. And Metzger now with 142 yards receiving in the first half. They'll take the snap. This time Spot's going to get a carry off the right side, up the far sideline, over the 20 and down to the 19-yard line. And a game of about seven on first down there. I'll actually say it was at the 20, so I think that's what I said. Gain of seven, second, yep. and three. It's these heights, man. It's giving me vertigo. I don't know where I'm at right now. And the now. lights. Second and three, Bernard in the shotgun takes the snap. He's going to wind up and go right side in the end zone, and they're going to have D.J. Johnson with a pass interference. He, he batted the ball away in the end zone, but – that's going to be half the distance to the goal, and that'll take it from the 17 down to about 
the, well, they'll probably put it down right between the eight and the nine yard line. Yeah, I, th I think what they caught uh, Johnson with, I think he had McFrederick kind of wrapped up from behind with his right off hand and batted the ball away with his left hand in front. So tough break. So 2.29 to go in the first half. Ashland trying to strike back after Lex scored 21 in the first quarter. Ashland trying to score 21 in the second. Empty backfield, first and goal from the nine. And Lex will take a timeout here and make sure they've got everything organized. We'll take one with them. 2.29 to go, second quarter, 21-14. Lex on top on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington Football, fearthevillage.com. So we'll see if the Minutemen can make a huge defensive stand here as Ashland's going to have it first and goal at the 10. Lex has to clamp down here and get a big stop before halftime. Like Nick said a few minutes ago, Lex will get the ball to start the second half. So if he can go in with a lead, it kind of changes things a little bit here to end the half. Bernard, empty backfield out of the timeout. He's got three wide left, uh, two to the right. They'll send spots in motion. They'll take the snap. They'll give, and we've got a false start on the arrows before the play was able to happen. So that'll back him up five yards. First and goal from the 15 now. That was going to be a run for spots, and the Minutemen had it bottled up. So Bernard now will go back into the shotgun. This time, though, he's going to have spots on his left hip and two wide receivers each way. First and goal from the 15, they'll take. They'll throw on first down, and it's incomplete intended for Grayson Sturry at about the seven-yard line. Second and goal from the 15 coming up. Yeah, Crago in great position there to make the, make the pass break up on McFrederick. So 2.22 to go. In the second quarter, Minutemen up 21 to 14, but Ashland threatening here again. Second and goal from the 15. Bernard back in that shotgun. Three wide to the left this time, one to the right. He'll take. He's back. He's looking. Left corner of the end zone. He's got a man wide open. McFrederick goes up and makes the grab. Touchdown, Ashland, and they are an extra point away from completing this comeback just before halftime. Took a little bit there for that freshman to get his rhythm, but man, he, he's he's really found it here in the second quarter. I mean, he's pretty he's been pretty much perfect throwing the football. So Braxton Hunt will come on to attempt his third extra point of the night. He's two for two so far, and he puts this one through as well. It is 21-21, and now 
are back to even just before halftime. Minutemen will have one more chance to score before half. They've got one timeout. They do get the ball to start the second half, so no matter what happens here, whether they score or not, the one thing you can't do is allow Ashland to score again before halftime. Yeah, I mean, Ashland's made light work of this Lex defense in the second quarter. I mean, they've been pretty much getting whatever they want through the air. I mean, but honestly, it's been big plays. Ashland really hasn't had to nickel and dime the Minutemen down the field. They've just been in third and long situations. They've had some big plays down the field, and they've been able to convert. So, I mean, Lex is doing a decent job of on first and second down, but it's when they get to the third down where it's kind of been problematic. So Spots will put it up on the tee at the 40, and he'll kick it off. Jackson Wyndham now will switch sides with Jamarian Fagan, and he'll try to return this one unless they kick it over <laughs> the right side to Fagan. Jamarian's had trouble tonight catching the football on these kickoffs. But they've kind of been weird. Spots yeah. kicks it off really bizarrely. Well, that wind is whipping up here. Kickoff goes to Wyndham at the five. He catches. He's going to take it 10, 15, 20, down the far sideline, 25. And he's out over the 30, breaks a tackle, 35, and down to the 40-yard line. And that'll set up great field position for the Minutemen with plenty of time here to try to score before halftime. And they will mark him out of bounds over on the far sideline. Right at the 40. Yeah, I thought I thought Ashland had Wyndham kind of bottled up around the 33-yard line. He broke a tackle and just picked up seven more. I mean, great return there from Jackson. He he's, has had a great yeah. year returning, too, yeah, for the Minutemen. he's groove for sure. So here we go. Minutemen come out first and 10 at their own 40. This is the best field position they've had since the first quarter. See if they can strike here and get some of, the, uh, some of that momentum back on their side. Two wide each way. A.J. Young in the pistol to start this drive, first and 10. From the 40, he takes the snap. They'll fake the give to Hudson Moore. A.J. rolls to the right, throws right, and he's got a man, Braden Fogle, and he caught it down at the 48-yard line, a gain of eight, and he got out of bounds with two minutes to go in the half. Yeah, I mean, Fogle's, I mean, he's gotten so good at running that deep comeback route. It gives A.J. time to roll out and find him on the sideline, but, I mean, if you're Ashland, you have to sell out on Fogel beating you deep, and then he cuts off, breaks it down, and he's able to hit him on the comeback. So second and two at the 48-yard line. A.J. Young going to go in the shotgun this time. Three wide receivers left, one to the right. Hudson Moore on his left hip. He'll take the snap. He's going to roll left. A.J.'s looking down the left sideline. He's got Fogel, and it is caught, and he got his foot down right at the 36-yard line. First down, Minutemen, and he got out of bounds again as he just got that right foot in bounds. So it was a gain of 16 there for – it was a gain of 18 for Fogel. No, I was right the 16. first time. Yeah, you were right 16. the first time. I was never good at math. One wide receiver each way. First down, Minutemen at the Ashland 37. 36, excuse me. A.J. Young back to pass. Now he's scrambling around. Now he's looking. Got him in, and it's dropped by Hudson Moore. What a job <laughs> by A.J. to kind of avoid all that pressure and just kind of dump it out of there. It looked like Kyler Murray last night. Oh, gosh. But Hudson dropped it. I don't think it would have mattered much anyway. Yeah. He was going to get hit in the backfield. But If anything, it's probably better that he dropped it because yeah. the clock remains stopped. And I would agree. And reset. 144 to go first half. Minutemen with it second and 10 at the Ashland 36-yard line. 
They'll send Fagan and Fogel off to the right. Wyndham and Crago off far to the left. In the pistol, A.J. Young has Hudson Moore behind him. A.J. takes the snap. He fakes a give. He's going to roll right. A.J. is going to throw right, and it's right through the hands of Jamarian Fagan, just a little up above his head there, and Jamarian kind of had to jump for it and couldn't bring it in. It'll set up third and ten. This is a big third down here, especially with it being third and ten. I mean, you're working with 139 left on the clock. So, I mean, I'd imagine it's four down territory if you're the Lex offense trying to get a score right before half. Now, the only problem is Ashland has all three timeouts. Right. So you don't want to give him the ball back quite yet. Minutemen have to make a play here. Crago will go off by himself to the left this time. They'll send three to the right, Fagan, Fogel, and Wyndham. A.J. Young in the shotgun for third and ten. From the 36, he takes the snap and rolls right again. He's looking right, and he's got a man wide open. It's Fogel, and he makes a sliding grab down at the 23. Arrows are saying it was incomplete, but the referee says it was good. And the Minutemen get the first down they needed down to the 23-yard line on the Ashland side of the field. Great play from A.J. Young to Fogel, who had to slide and make that one almost like a baseball catch. And the Minutemen continue this drive and, more importantly, keep the ball away from Ashland. Clock is rolling, 1.20 to go first quarter, first half, excuse me. Fagan and Fogel off to the left. Crago and Wyndham off to the right in the pistol. A.J. Young, first and 10, takes the snap, fakes to give to Hudson Moore. He's going to throw left side of the end zone in the corner, and it's bobbled and dropped by Fogel down at the goal line as it was tipped away by McFrederick. But Fogel still had a chance at it and couldn't bring it in. Yeah, man, he was right there, a little back shoulder play. Fogel just unable to bring it in. And I think I might have seen Jamarian Fagan open in the middle as well. I mean, he had two options to throw it. I mean, might as well throw it to Old Reliable. He's had 102 yards receiving in the first half, by the way. Fogel doing a great job. And two touchdowns as well. Yeah. So, 106 to go now, second and 10. Here in the second quarter, Minutemen down at the Ashland 23-yard line. They'll send Fogel by himself to the left. Crago by himself to the right, loaded pistol this time for A.J. Young from the 23. They'll take the snap. A.J. back to pass. Near sideline, he's got Crago who goes up and makes the grab and runs it in. Crago with a touchdown. 23 yards, Crago went up over the defender and snagged it. And that's a tough play. I mean, folk, I mean, excuse me, Crago, he literally just rip it from the defender. Just walked into the end zone. Great play from your senior. So after giving up three straight touchdowns, the Minutemen finally answer back with one minute to go in the half, and they lead it again, 27-21. A.J. Young, three for three on the night on extra points. He'll come on to attempt this one. Dylan Jamison will hold. Jamison's done a great job of getting the ball down tonight. And a good snap this time, great hold, and the kick is up and just through the left upright for A.J. Young. So it is 28-21, Minutemen get the response they needed there to stop the bleeding. They scored 21 in the first quarter, and then Ashland scored 21 of their own here in the second, but Lex trying to get the last laugh of the first half here. I mean, just video game numbers in here from both offenses so far in this first half. Lex with 254 yards of offense and Ashland with 263. And both Jeez. teams have run less than 30 plays. I mean, 
I mean, both offenses just, I mean, dominating this game right now. And who, I mean, if you if you came into this game and you told me that it was going to be 28-21 with a minute left to go in the first half, I, I don't know if I would have believed you. Now, as I've mentioned before, I'm probably the worst mathematician of all time is we're going to have yep, one of the assistant coaches from Ashland just got a, an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and he may be getting thrown out here. I'm not sure because the way the referee walked over and he kind of got into the coach's yeah. face there. One of the assistant coaches from Ashland said something. And it's going to be a 15-yard penalty, so they're going to let Lex kick this off from the Ashland 45, so this will be another touchback probably for A.J. Young here. But back to what I was saying, I'm a horrible mathematician. But my math tells me that we are on pace for over 1,000 yards of offense between both of these teams combined tonight at yeah. this pace. Yeah. And I think, did they eject him? Uh, I don't think so. It was just, a, it was just an unsportsmanlike call. Okay. Well, surely this should be a if it should be a touchback. <laughs> yeah, they had one of these last week, and AJ Young was able to just boot it through the end zone. So I would imagine that's what I'll do here. Although I would tell him to just maybe squib it, try to right. catch him inside the 15 here. But uh, surely he'll boot it through, and he does squib it, and it's gonna go into the end zone by a yard. McFrederick tried to bring it out, but the referees wouldn't let him. That's the rule now in the OHSAA, and that was actually Sturry. Yep. But the uh, if the ball crosses the goal line, doesn't matter if you touched it first or not. If it goes across the goal line, it's a touchback. I, I thought it was even if any part of your body touches it as Could well. Be. So Could I think be. even if you would have caught that and his back foot touches the goal line, yep. I think it's still a touchback, I believe. I could be wrong, though. But technically, that's a, even though it was an ugly one, still yep. another touchback for A.J. Young tonight. Yep. That's his third one. One minute exactly to go here in the first half. Ashland's, it is oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Lex 28, Ashland yep. 21. When Ashland still has those three timeouts in their pocket, so I'm sure they'll be ready to use them. So they'll go empty backfield here to start this drive, but they've got to go a long way, and they've already shown tonight they do not want to kick field goals. Uh, they even had it inside the 10 and wouldn't kick a field goal, so they're not kicking a field goal tonight. So they've got to go 80 yards here in one minute. Bernard in the shotgun. He takes the snap on first down. He's going to wind up and launch it to Metzger down the far sideline, and it hits Caudell right in the back, incomplete. Great coverage by Joey Caudell, who was stride for stride with Metzger there. And actually, that was Colton Johnson. Metzger was over here on the near sideline, so yeah. that's odd. Bernard didn't even look his way. Well, I think what Lex is doing, they're kind of bracketing Metzger over here. They got D.J. Johnson pressed up on him, and then Hudson Moore kind of playing over the top. Hudson kind of playing that safety role that Carter normally plays. So second and ten, Bernard in the shotgun again. They'll send McFrederick in motion left to right, and they'll take and fake a give, rolling out. And they're going to sack him back inside the ten. Bernard didn't see it coming, and Boozer got in there as he kind of ran right up behind him, and as soon as Bernard turned around, yeah. Boozer laid the hit on him. He had no idea. It was a designed rollout. They were going to pitch it back to the near side to Metzger, I think, and right when Bernard turned around to throw it back to the near side, he just got leveled, and Ashland, well, we'll see. Somebody took a timeout. I can't imagine it was the arrows. It was Lex. Yep. 
They might even put some time back on here. I think that's what Coach Sayers is kind of preaching over. The yeah. referees, like, you got to put some more time on. Should be probably over 30 seconds, yeah. I would think. I mean, he called that timeout. Quick. The clock kept rolling. Yeah. I guess not. <laughs> well, now the referees, they might be talking about it here. I think there is a case to be made that there should be more time on the clock Absolutely. here. Absolutely. What a sack there from Boozer. I mean, he all season, he's just kind of been sneaky good all year. And he got Bernard all the way back at the 10. It's a shame the Minutemen don't have an extra timeout here. They I just used it. their last one. <laughs> because if I'm Ashland here, I might just run and go into halftime. Don't risk an incomplete pass because then the Minutemen are going to get the ball back on the Ashland side of the field. Or, or even risk throwing an interception. Because, I mean, the way this Lex secondary will be set up, I'm sure they'll they'll be playing a little bit off and over the top. And then you see they bring Braden Fogle here at the 50-yard line kind of playing – over the top of everybody, and he's probably told to just don't get beat deep. So they did add some time back on 35 seconds. They added seven or eight seconds there. It'll be third and ten from their own ten. Ashland deep in their own territory will have five wide. They might send spots in motion here, though, and just hand it to him. We'll see. Bernard, nope, they won't. They'll take the snap and throw. Bernard, he's going to throw, and he's got his man. It's complete, and over at the 15-yard line, that'll – That'll do it for the arrows. That'll keep the clock running. Metzger gets a couple more yards onto his total, but I think that's uh, – they might run one more play with no time left, but I think – They might be content. <laughs> well, we'll see here. 11 seconds left on the clock, and it's rolling, and I think you're right, Nick. I think they're going to go into half with a seven-point deficit. So the Minutemen are going to lead this thing at halftime, 28-21, with their best half of the season offensively. And they get the ball to start the second half. So interesting things ahead here at Ashland as we've still got a very long night ahead of us. But right now the Minutemen right where they want to be with a lead here at Ashland on the road looking for a playoff spot. 28-21, Minutemen on top. When we come back, we'll get you scores from around the area and we'll have all your usual halftime entertainment and we'll get you set for second half action. Once again, it is Lex 28 and Ashland 21 right here on fearthevillage.com. Hear every play. He's to the 30, through a hole, 25, 20, 15, he's gone, 10, 5, touchdown, Minutemen. Catch every highlight. A.J. Young gets it across midcourt, dumps it off. Baden Forum goes up and jams it home with two hands. View exciting photos. Kate Neichler goes up and picks it off. Everything you need to stay up to date on the Lexington Minutemen. Visit fearthevillage.com. A proud member of the Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. 
working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbmradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Season 3, available now, where you listen to your podcast. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419 419- 522-2020. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at completeaccess.com. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of Ohio. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. 
Halftime here at Community Stadium in Ashland. The Minutemen clinging to a seven-point lead after a great offensive performance in the first half. They lead this one 28-21. Hi again, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. FearTheVillage.com halftime show. And just like Nick said, I mean, the only way to put this video game-like numbers in the first half and Nick has all of those first half stats for you, Nick. Yeah, a lot of scoring in that first half. Like Corey said, 28 to 21 at halftime. Uh, Ashland, actually, they scored all 21 of their points in the second quarter. Uh, Lex scored 14 in the first and 14 in the second. Uh, but totally yards here for both offenses. First for Lexington Minutemen, 254 yards of total offense. And, and honestly, it's been pretty even, 142 through the air, 112 on the ground. So a good balanced attack here in the first half from Lexington. Uh, for the Ashland Arrows, 258 yards of total offense, 269 of those. So they, they have a negative 11 net rushing yards. So that's why their total yards is only 258 yards in that first half. Uh, it's pretty much been, I mean, pretty close. Time of possession, 11 minutes, 52 seconds for the Minutemen, 11 minutes and 8 seconds for the Arrows. Uh, Lexington with 14 first downs, Ashland with 11. Uh, but here's something interesting to, to note. Lexington, three of five on third down. So th doing a decent job of, of getting out of third down and converting, but they've only had to be on third down five times. So, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty good in the first half. They, they, they've been doing a great job staying ahead of the sticks and getting those first downs in first and second down so they don't have to worry about uh, potentially punting. AJ, I think he only had two punts in the first half. Uh, AJ Young, nine of 13, passing three touchdowns. And here's the big one. No interceptions in that first half from A.J. He's doing a great job. He's staying under control. Ashland's brought some pressure, especially late in that first half, and A.J.'s done a great job handling it. He's, I mean, it helps that he's as mobile as he is. He's able to get out of the pocket and keep his eyes downfield and, and make some throws. Uh, Mason Green, 11 carries, 47 yards in the touchdown. And A.J. Young, he's only got two carries, but he had the long run down the sideline. He's got 33 yards, 16-and-a-half-yard average. And then Hudson Moore, only three carries so far tonight. He's got three carries for 32 yards for 10-yard average. Uh, Braden Fogle, seven catches, 102 yards and two touchdowns. Cam Krager, Cam Krager excuse me, two receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but basically it, it's been, I mean, pretty pretty close. Metzger for Ashland, eight receptions, 166 yards and the one touchdown. Uh, Grayson Sturry, three receptions, 82 yards. Uh, and a touchdown, and then right here at the end of the half, uh, they were able to find McFrederick in the end zone. He's got four receptions for 21 yards and a touchdown. But it, it's it's been a pretty intense game. I mean, a lot of scoring. Uh, like Corey said, I mean, at this rate, we'll be on pace for 1,000 yards of total offense in, in an entire game, and I don't think we, we've seen that many yards in, in a first half. I mean, all year from the Minutemen, they're doing a great job, but they're also just doing it on the ground, and through the air. So it's been a great balance. They haven't really forced anything. The incomplete passes, they've been good misses. So, I mean, Lex is really doing everything right so far in the first half. And Ashland, they've had some big plays down the field, which has turned into a lot of points so far. But, I mean, with an, with an offense, with the weapons that Ashland has, they're going to score some points. It's just if Lex can keep this offense up and hopefully tighten some things up on the defensive end of the of all, and they'll come out of here and hopefully set themselves up for a nice little playoff game next week. Yeah, yeah, and this first drive is just going to be huge yeah. out of the out of the half here. But so far, so good. I mean, it it 
the game was looking like it was really going to go well tonight for <laughs> yep. the Minutemen. And not to say that it hasn't, but they were up 21 to nothing. But <laughs> even with that huge run by Ashland, you would still, coming into tonight, you would absolutely take a seven-point lead at halftime, no matter how it happened. And, uh, yeah, they get the ball to start the second half. Uh, when we come back, our very own William Bernard Park will give us all of your halftime scores from around North Central Ohio, and we'll get you set for second half action. As it is Lex, 28, Ashland, 21. Somebody tonight is going to the playoffs for sure, and somebody else may be eliminated. And we're just uh, 24 minutes of game time action away from deciding who those teams will be. Uh, but until then, we're just about 14 minutes away from second half action here on fearthevillage.com. Hear every play. He's to the 30, through a hole, 25, 20, 15, he's gone, 10, 5, touchdown, Minutemen! Catch every highlight. A.J. Young gets it across midcourt, dumps it off, Baden Forum goes up and jams it home with two hands! View exciting photos. Kate Neichler goes up and picks it off! Everything you need to stay up to date on the Lexington Minutemen, visit fearthevillage.com. A proud member of the Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget. But the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbmradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Season 3, available now, where you listen to your podcast. Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419 522-2020. 
Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at completeaccess.com. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of Ohio. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Halftime here at Community Stadium, where the Arrow Marching Band is currently performing. And it is Lexington 28, Ashland 21 at halftime. We are just about eight minutes away from second half action. Corey Durbin now joined by Billy Park, who's got all of your halftime scores from around North Central Ohio. Billy. Thank you, Corey. I'm starting out with the Ohio Cardinal Conference. New Philly 14, Dover 7. West Holmes up 28-7 on Mount Vernon. Senior 21, Madison 13. And uh, the Villa Angela St. Joseph Vikings, 34-0 over Worcester. In the MOAC, we have Marion Harding, 20, Pleasant, 7. Shelby up 21-14 on Ontario. Clear Fork, 35-0 on Highland. And we got a tight one here. Galleon, 42, River Valley, 34. And the Northern 10, Winford, Upper Sandusky tied at 14. Colonel Crawford, 42-0 on Buckeye Central. Mohawk up 6-0 on Bucyrus, and Carey 42-12 on Seneca East. Under the KMAC, it was Centerburg 28-7 on Fredericktown. Mount Gilead 30-7 on Cardington. Danville 21, East Knox 14. Loudonville 21 over Northmore 14. The Firelands Conference, St. Paul 14, Monroeville nothing. Western Reserve 35-7 on Trinity. Crestview 35-0 on Mapleton. South Central 24-8 on Plymouth. Some other scores to look at around the area today. Willard 13-7 on Vermilion. Crestline. Crestline and uh, 
and Elgin, 36 to six. Crestline is losing on that. And Lucas, 21 to seven, Arlington. And Hillsdale, up 21 nothing on Ritman. And I'm not sure, there's so many scores in the OCC tonight. I can't remember, Billy might have skipped over that West Holmes score. They lead Mount Vernon 28 to seven. Uh, if he did say it, I apologize, Billy. But there are a lot of scores in the OCC tonight because two teams are playing non-conference games. So a lot of scores around the conference tonight, but some interesting ones. Madison hanging with senior high as they always do in that rivalry. Um, uh, Clearfork blowing out Highland. So that's gonna wrap up the Moak for the Colts as they have a 35-0 lead over Highland. Highland was hanging in there and keeping pace with Clear Fork in the conference overall, but head-to-head, uh, -head, it is all Clear Fork tonight. That Shelby Ontario game's a close one as well. So, ton of stuff going on around the uh, area tonight. The playoff picture will be crystal clear after tonight's games are uh, over with, and we'll also have a much better picture of what's going to happen with Lex and Ashland, for that matter, tonight in the playoff picture as well. It is 28 to, uh, 28 to 21, Lexington with a seven point lead at halftime here at Community Stadium and we'll decide who's going to the playoffs when we come back for second half action here in just a couple of minutes on fearthevillage.com. Roby Foster Miller Eric wants you to know that not all insurance companies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, and Roby Foster Miller Eric can trace its beginnings all the way back to 1872. Their group of insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader. RFME. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419 419- 522-2020. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. Complete Access has been a market leader for over 20 years when it comes to aluminum stairs and ramps. 
Building high-quality manufacturing with innovative design, Complete Access has created a suite of plug-and-play access solutions perfect for any job. All of their products are hand-built right here in America with American-made materials. Based in Seattle, Washington with a location right here in Lexington, Complete Access can meet your needs quickly with the reputation of a nationwide company. Check them out online at completeaccess.co. Complete Access is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Football on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of oh.com proud to be the presenting sponsor on vsbn radio this is lexington's quarterback and kicker aj young and you are listening to the home of lexington football fearthevillage.com well off in the distance over towards the east there are fireworks going off i'm not sure what the occasion is but somewhere in ashland somebody's setting some fireworks off kind of random But uh, back here at Ashland's Community Stadium, it is Lex 28, Ashland 21. As we are nearing the second half kickoff, Ashland will kick things off. And, man, that wind is picking up, and it is getting quite chilly tonight here after all. I mean, that first half was beautiful, but the second half I think is going to be a different story. I'm just glad we're surrounded by these tarps up here, or else it would be real miserable. Well, but we're right over here by this doorway, and it's just whipping through right here, so we don't have much coverage from the wind coming through just kind of coming through this little wind tunnel. and I say, it looks like we might be able to close it, but it might be open for a reason. And we'll see if we can get Billy to. Shut the tarp. So, Nick, I'm sure that wasn't exactly the first half anyone expected. Yeah. What are the keys for the Minutemen to get out of here with a playoff spot tonight? Well, I mean, if. If it's going to be a shootout, the offense has just got to stay hot. I mean, the way they the way they handled themselves was very balanced in the first half, like I said, and it was it was refreshing to watch. But uh, I mean, they just got to keep playing uh, turnover free football and keep doing what they're doing really so far. And it looks like over here, right in front of us, Ashland warming up another quarterback. Maybe they're looking to make a change. But I mean, I think. They're doing a great job getting pressure on the QB. There's just been a couple great catches from Metzger, and uh, I mean they've, they've made some plays down the field, but I think if Lexington just kind of keep everything in front of them, don't give up the big play in the second half, I think they'll be just fine. Uh, just gotta, I bet this like we, like we said in the halftime show, this drive coming out of halftime is massive. I mean, if Lex can come down, march down the field, eat some clock up, and punch it in for seven to go up two scores, I mean, that would just be massive for the rest of the ball game. Well, I think you're right, Nick, and we'll see if they can get it done. As that wind is just by the minute here, it is picking up. I mean, even earlier, the wind was kind of blowing a little bit, but the flag wasn't really whipping around. Now that flag's starting to, that flag is really starting to whip around. And that could be a factor, too, as we head throughout the night. I mean, it is really getting windy here, and it's, not the most cold night, but the speed of the wind as it picks up, it's making that air feel a lot colder than it is. Like I said, it was a beautiful night to start this ball game. Still is, but temperature has dropped significantly. 
It's going to be a beautiful weekend, though, from what I hear. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you, fearthevillage.com. Second half, we are underway as Spots will boot it down the far sideline, and it's picked up by the up man, and they're going to have to fall on it. Over at the 33 for the Minutemen, and that was Cooper Dreibelbiss who fell down on it. And the Minutemen will set up there, and they'll head right to left as we see it. Well, uh, Lexington with a 28-21 lead. Received the kick. Goes down on his own power. So Ashland takes the field to play some defense here. They're already out on the field ready to go. Here come the Minutemen. And here we go. Minutemen fighting for a playoff spot. The next 24 minutes will decide it. One wide receiver each way. A.J. Young will be in the pistol for first and 10 at their own 32. Mason Green behind him. A.J. takes. He'll give. Mason up the middle. He's got a little bit of room out to the 35 and a gain of three on first down. Second and seven Mason coming up. Mason Green pretty active there in the first half on the ground. And he did have a two-yard rushing touchdown. Well, I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments Ashland made at half because it looked like in that second quarter they really dialed it in, at least by the run, but the pass is still effective. So it'll be interesting to see what they kind of do here to open up this first, well, first drive of the second half. Second and seven in the pistol, A.J. Young takes. He's going to sling it out into the flat. Hudson Moore's got it. He's got room with a stiff arm, 40, and out to the 45. We've got a flag down in the secondary. I'm not sure what that could be. I didn't see a minute man in the area. They might say they might get Fogle with an illegal block. That's what I'm thinking. And I think they are. The way he's reacting, I think it is on Fogle. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that one. I didn't even really see a minute man in the area where they threw the flag. Maybe the referee was trying to throw it over where the penalty was, but I don't think the flag went anywhere near where the penalty was. Oh, they're saying he ran a little pick play, caught the Ashland defender off, and then that, that's what sprung okay. Hudson out. Gotcha. So that'll uh, that'll be huge. That'll push the Minutemen back five yards. It's going to be second and should be from the spot of the foul, I would think. They've already got one of the chains set up over on the far sideline, but they're going to keep pushing this actually back even further. So this is going to be a huge penalty by the time it's all said and done. Oh, wow, yeah, all the way back to the 20. Ooh. Wow, so that's going to set up a second and 22. And now referees what are going on. And I'm sure at home, if you're listening, you can hear that wind just whipping through the microphone now. It is really, really blowing hard now. And we've got a kid down here on the Ashland side running down at the bottom of the bleachers with a Bobby Boucher jersey on. You don't see those often. Last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> I had to get one in there. It is week 10 after all. So maybe, maybe. But what better time to throw out a water boy quote than after I see a Bobby Boucher jersey? Maybe he gave him, went in there and gave a motivational speech about how they're going to win the Bourbon yeah. Bowl. Yeah. 
What is going on? I'm, I'm still confused what these referees are conferring about right now. I mean, it's taking about 10 minutes, it seems like. The Ashland home crowd getting a little restless. I'm <laughs> sure this temperature now is not helping things by any means. Referees get it sorted out. Let's see if we can get any type of explanation. Nothing. <laughs> So the head ref is over talking to the Arrows coaching staff. They're going to pick this ball up, and they're going to move it again. So, okay. Well, maybe they're going to pick the flag up. They do. Oh, wow. After all that time, they're going to say the play stands. <laughs> After all of that, they're going to say there was no flag and the play will stand. Well, and they're going to put the ball down at the Ashland, 40. at the at the Lexington, excuse me, 40. But they, they should have had a first down out over the 45. That, that's what I thought. Whatever. I, I'm not sure what the call is here, but it's third and two. It should have been a first down if they're not going to call a penalty. I have no clue. And the pistol, third and two, I guess, from the 40. A.J. Young takes the snap, throws far sideline. He's got Fogle, and he's going to juke around, gets into the middle of the field for a first down. He needed two, and he got four. First down, Minutemen. Fogle with another catch. That's so bizarre. No explanation. I mean, but like you said, it should have been out over the 46 for a first down. Huh. Yeah, what I, yeah <laughs> that's, that's bizarre. <laughs> okay. Well, either way. First down. <laughs> yeah, they pick up the uh, – well, that would have been a huge penalty. I mean, like you said, it would have been second and 22. So here we go. First and 10, minute, minute, their own 44. A.J. Young in the pistol again with three wide. And Cam Crago went about a, an hour early on that <laughs> snap. He was already down the field before anything happened. You know what's occurring to me here, Nick? Hmm. Did they just lay down a new surface for a new track? Because they have a track here, okay. Oh, okay. So I was wondering because they have the asphalt all the way around, that. but there's yeah. no track actually. <laughs> okay, so they did just put brand new asphalt down, which is still just asphalt. So I'm assuming they'll put the track down more towards the spring, but it just dawned on me that they have this space for a track. And no track. I guess last time we were here, of course, there was a track, but it's just different seeing it without a track here. First and 15. Minutemen now back at their own 39. A.J. Young in the pistol. He will take the snap, and he'll fake a give. He's going to throw down the far sideline. He's got a man. It's Fogle, and it's dropped at the 20 right through his hands. Man, again, A.J., I mean, it's a great ball, right, where only Fogle could get it and just went right through his hands. I mean, A.J. threw that about I mean, 40, 50 yards in the air, it looked like. He really let that one go. Yeah, he released it from back by the 30 or 35. It went all the way down to the Ashland 20. So, second and 15 now. 9.51 to go, third quarter. Lex up 28-21. A.J. Young in the pistol again, takes the snap. He'll fake the give. He's going to roll left. He's going to throw left. He's got Fogle at the 50, bobbled it, and caught it. And he caught it actually on the left side of the 50, right at the 49. 
So that will be a good gain there for the Minutemen to get a lot of that penalty yardage back and then some. So that'll set up about a third and five here, it looks like, for the Minutemen. They're at their own 49. They've got to get to the Ashland uh, 46. Yeah, a lot you can do here. I mean, obviously, you definitely need to convert. I mean, you don't want to give Ashland the ball this early in the quarter. So here we go, big play, third and five. Three wide receivers off to the right, one to the left. A.J. Young in the shotgun this time takes the snap. He's looking right, he's throwing right. He's got Fogel caught on the far sideline, out of bounds. He got both feet in at the 41. First down, minute men. And they've gotten so good at, uh, at these routes right at the sideline. I mean, A.J.'s gotten so good at positioning the ball where only his receivers can get it, and Fogel's done a great job toe-tapping those sidelines. Really has. That's, his, I think, his third catch yeah. with a foot or two right on the sideline and got out of bounds and made the catch. So Fogel having a great night. In fact, it's turning into a career night for yep. Braden Fogel. First and 10 minute men at the Ashland 41-yard line. A.J. Young back into the pistol this time. One wide to each side takes. He will give. Mason Green off the left side with room and a stiff arm, and he gets over Mason the 40 the down to the 37. And we've got a flag. Late, way late. And I think it might be on the Minutemen as the referee who threw it. Look too happy. Well, there was an Ashland arrow down on the field right where the referee threw that. I'm almost wondering if a Minuteman maybe hit somebody after the play. Man, that wind. I know, it's whipping. At this point, if you can't hear that at home, I mean, I... It's so windy up here on top of the press box now as it is going to be on the minute pen. I think it was after the play, Nick. Yeah, I really do. I think you're right. Because the flag came in late, and it was right near an arrow who was down on the ground. So that will push the minute men back oh, now. 15-yarder, too. Yep. Spied on sportsmanlike conduct, personal foul, yeah. 8.54 to go, third quarter. On Back to Braden Fogle having a career night. He's already got 10 receptions for 126 yards and two touchdowns. So that's his career high in receptions for sure. We'll have to go back and make sure on the yardage. Two touchdowns, though, is his most in a game so far this year. So now it's going to be second and 21. Minutemen back on their own side of the field at their own 48. In the pistol, A.J. Young in the loaded pistol. He's got one wide receiver each way. A.J. takes the snap, fakes a give. He's going to roll right. He's going to throw right to Hudson Moore across the 50, and he's going to be stacked up and taken down. But they'll give him forward progress at the 48-yard line. And that'll be a gain of four. Johnny second, or excuse me, third and 17 coming up. I believe it is second down. I think that was at least so because it looks like the down markers on both sides are not matching up, so now they just change it, so it is third down. Okay. Yeah, that play with the penalty stood, oh, and so then they marked the, right. the penalty off from there, and that yep. was second down. Now we have third down and 17 at the Ashland 48, but the good thing is clock is rolling yep. here. We're at eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Minutemen break the huddle in a hurry. Two uh, wide receivers each way. A.J. Young takes the snap and fakes the give. He's going to roll left. He's going to throw down the middle of the field. He's got Fagan, and it's just tipped at the last second. Actually, not a terrible throw by A.J. No. there. A great play, though, on defense for the Arrows. And 
The 5'11 sophomore, Tyler Sauter, tipped that one away. A lot of young talent here on this Ashland Ball Club. And now the Minutemen will have to punt for the first time here in the second half. 7.53 to go in the third quarter. A.J. Young standing in his own 40, uh, well, 39-yard line. And Nick pointing out here, he's got a ton of room to work down this left side if he wants to punt it this way. Low snap, he had to take it off the bounce. He's going to get away a wobbler, and it's going to bounce and roll, oh, and it's going to take yep. a huge bounce. <laughs> that thing hit at the 15, and it's still rolling out by the track. Wow, that would have been a heck of a punt if he got it away from, like, the 30-yard line. But instead, it rolls through the end zone. And Ashland will take over at their own 20 with a chance to tie it. 7.46 to go in the third quarter. So Minutemen do a good job. They take over four minutes off the clock, but they come up empty. So we'll see what Ashland can do here coming off of a three-touchdown second quarter. First and ten. Here we go. Bernard gives it off and up the middle. Spots out over the 25, out to the 27. Seven yards on first down there. One of his bigger carries on the night. And that'll set up a second and three. And run the clock, more importantly, for the Minutemen. Absolutely. I know it's early, and I know they're only up one score, but every second you can take off now is a good thing. Shorten this game up. Second and three, Bernard back in the shotgun. Two wide receivers to each side. Spots on his left hip. From the 27, it's second and three. Takes the snap. He'll give spots again up the middle. He's got room this time. He's over the 40. He's over the 45. Lowers his shoulder out to the 47, a gain of 20. And we've got two flags down over on the far sideline. And they're going to get a hold or something over on the arrows, I believe. And it's going to be on Metzger, who is really livid at the referees. And the referee just had to say, get out of here. One, it's a, and that's such a silly foul if you're Metzger because you're all the way away from the play. On I the almost far wonder if line. it was an illegal uh, or a uh, some type of formation penalty. I'm not sure he, it was a hold. I think there was a an illegal formation maybe. And now the referee's talking again. They might wave they might this one wave off it. again. Yeah. It looks like there's two flags over there though. If my eyes aren't yeah, I see deceiving two. me, so. Evidently, two referees thought something happened. And now negate a 20-yard run there yeah, from spots. Yeah, that's huge for the Minuteman defense. Still not sure what the penalty is. Personal foul on Metzger, but I'm not sure what he it. did. But here's oh, the thing. So there's one on the Minuteman as well, so offset. Okay, so they'll redo the play. But here's the thing, Nick. It came in way late, and I didn't see a Minuteman over there. I almost wonder if Metzger was jawing with the Lexington coaches. Could be. I didn't see a Minuteman over there. And Metzger, when we looked over and the flag was thrown, was standing on the Lexington sideline. I mean, he was right there. I almost wonder if somebody was jawing with him over on the sideline and yeah, they threw be. a flag on both sides. So they'll redo a second down here, second and three again from the 27. That was big for Lex's defense. Bernard in the shotgun. He takes the snap. They'll give spots again. This time the Minutemen are ready for it. He gets only a yard, and it'll set up a third and two, and the clock keeps rolling. 6.45 to go in the third quarter. Yeah, and now with Ashland's, I mean, they've had problems running the football, so it'll be interesting to see. If they go, if they go for a run here. If they try to hit something in the passing game, quick. 
So third and two, Ashland at their own 28-yard line. Bernard going to go empty backfield, two wide left, three to the right. Here we go, big play, third and two. They'll take the snap and whip it out into the flat over on the near side, and Sturry has it for a first down at the 34. Ooh, and now chippy. we've got Golly. whoa, we've got a lot of extra. Every flag on the field has come out as Minutemen and Arrows are tackling each other and pushing each other, and that's huge. And now Minutemen are fighting to get their own players off the field. It was Hudson, I think, that got upset because I think one of the Arrows threw threw one of the Minutemen down, and Hudson came over and returned the favor. And then one of the arrows <laughs> yeah. came and pushed Hudson Moore down. And every flag available is out there. I'm pretty sure they came over and got some T-shirts from the arrow team shop and threw them out on the field as well. There's so many flags on the field, you can't even see green grass at this point. I mean, every flag just came raining in. And they're going to say it was on Lexington only. And that's it? How do they not have an offsetting penalty There's there? There's eight flags on the field. Yikes. How in the world? Because after the play, Colton Johnson came in and just like meleeed Hudson Moore. How are they only getting a flag on the Minutemen here? I mean, I agree the Minutemen deserved one. Yeah. But, but how anything, is it only on Lex? Right. Wow. I have no idea how that was not an offsetting personal foul penalty. And that's got to be like the fifth or sixth personal foul tonight, too. We're getting close from ejections at this point. Yeah, it's, it's getting chippy out there. First and ten. That'll put the arrows at their own 49 in the shotgun. Bernard gives spots up the middle. Minutemen. They'll get him after a gain of one. Minutemen playing with a little extra fire on that down. And we'll see if they get a little more fired up after all of that because... I just don't understand how that wasn't an offsetting penalty. Well, you typically don't see Hudson kind of lose his cool there, but when it when it comes to protecting his teammates, he's going to do everything he can to do that. So, I mean, that's why he kind of got fired up there because he thought his teammate was treated wrongly. And he got pushed yeah. from the blind side after the play too and just completely flattened. Second and nine, Bernard takes the snap. He's being rushed, and the Minutemen are in there. He's going to have to try to get out of there, and he doesn't, and the Minutemen are going to hit him and get him down back at the 46. Bernard goes down for a sack, and the Minutemen, that was Mason Green. And Aiden Nickel in there. Too. I mean, yeah, a bunch of Minutemen were in there. Matt Dwyer was in there. Huge play for the Minuteman defense. That's going to set up a third, and... 12, and the Minutemen, after that, no call on the what should have been an unsportsmanlike penalty on Ashland. They are fired up. So it's third and 12 at the 47. Bernard in the shotgun takes. He's going to fling it out into the near flat. McFrederick dropped it right through his hands. It's going to be fourth down. Bernard's pass is intended for Landon McFrederick. Right through his hands. McFrederick was turning to look up the field, and now Ashland will have to punt. I mean, that's a huge stand from that Lex defense to able to get off the field. I mean, after Spots had the big 20-yard run to where they're at now at the 47, and then a couple penalties negated that, and now here we are. Ashton's has to punt, and Lex going to get the ball back. So McFrederick, who just had that ball go through his hands, is going to have to punt from his own 35. 4.51 to go. 
in the third quarter. He takes a good snap, and he gets away an end-over-end short punt, but it's going to take an Ashland roll, and it's going to roll down to the 20-yard line, and that's where Lex will take over. So essentially a touchback there for the Minutemen. 4.42 to go, third quarter. Minutemen up 28-21. Much quieter uh, third quarter here than we had in the first and second quarters. Get those 50-50 tickets out. It is an orange ticket. Winning number is 706-441. 706-441. If you have that winning ticket, please present it to the press box. So here we go. Minutemen come out first and 10 at their own 20. A.J. Young's going to be in the pistol. He's got two wide receivers, both uh, both off to the right, and the loaded pistol. A.J. takes. He will fake a give. He's going to throw on first down. Now he's going to have to roll to the left. He's going to have room to run. He's to the 25, 30, 35, and out of bounds at the 36. A gain of 16 and a first down, A.J. Young. When I was just getting ready to say, you got Hudson Moore in the backfield. I was, I was getting ready for a – Large dose of Hudson Moore on this drive, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's coming because I'm sure he's going to run with the chip on his shoulder. So a big run there for A.J. They actually gave him the 37, 17 yards, 432 to go, third quarter, and a big first down. If nothing else, the Minutemen can try to flip the field here. Hopefully they can go down and score, though, but that run was big. Gets them out of their own end. One wide receiver each way, and the loaded pistol again, A.J. Young. Takes the snap. They will give to the up man, Mason Green, and he's going to stretch the ball Mason out, Green and he'll get one yard. As he was hit at the line of scrimmage and managed to reach forward, second and nine coming up. Also in on the stop, Cooper Smith. This is a huge drive for the minute, man, because if they can score here, I mean, obviously that's big, but just continuing to run this clock as well and maybe even get out of this third quarter still with the lead, that would be huge. Fogel by himself off to the right. Crago off to the left in the single back pistol this time. A.J. Young takes first and ten. They'll give Hudson Moore, excuse me, second and nine. Moore off the right side. And he's going to get to the 40 for a gain of two. It'll set up a third and seven. Mason Green on the carry. In on the stop for the arrows. Nate Briggs and Ethan Truax. 3.30 to go. Clock is still rolling. Minutemen using all of it, too. They snap the ball. They've been snapping the ball with almost no time left on the play clock. Fogel by himself off to the right. Crago by himself off to the left. Single back pistol with Hudson Moore as the back. Third and seven from the 40. A.J. Young takes. He's going to play action, and he's going to throw near sideline, and he's got a man. Caudell caught it, but he's only going to get two, maybe three, and it'll be fourth down, fourth and five coming up. Yeah, but that's all right. I'm, I'm glad that he caught it because now that clock continues to roll. 2.50 to go in the third quarter. So A.J. Young will come on to punt. He stands back at his own 29-yard line. Metzger back to return at his own 25. 2.35 to go. That clock is rolling. A.J. waiting the snap. And he gets a good one. And he gets the punt out of there. Might have been tipped. And it's going to go 
towards the right sideline, the far sideline, and the Minutemen are going to down it at the 41. I think that might have been tipped, Nick. I think That was a right. short punt. And Ashland did do a good job of getting in there. And that's not a great punt from A.J., but if it was blocked, I mean, I guess it is what it is. The Arrows will take over at their own 40 with 2.20 to go in the third quarter. It's 28-21, Lex on top. And Bernard, the freshman, will come out to try to lead the Arrows to a touchdown and try to tie this thing up. So far, though, like I said a minute ago, it's been a much quieter third quarter than it was the first and second. The first quarter, the Minutemen scored three touchdowns. Second quarter, Ashland scored three, and Lex scored one. No points here in the third quarter, and we're almost through the third. First and ten, Bernard in the shotgun sends a man in motion. He'll give to Spots, though. Spots has room up the middle, and he's going to get over the 50 out to the 49-yard line, and that'll be a gain of about nine and a half. Good for an arrow first down. And they will give him ten. They'll give him the first down, first and ten. I think Spots is finally trying to – find his groove a little bit. He's had a couple good runs in the second half. So Bernhard will come out. Two to the left, three to the right. It's an empty backfield. Just over the 50 in Lex territory. He takes the snap. He's back. He's going to load up and throw down the middle of the field, and it's through the hands of Sturry at about the 35-yard line. Right through his hands. A couple of minute men were in the area, but neither one of them could get there and make the catch and make the interception. But it'll stop the clock, second and 10, 145 to go in the third quarter. I'm not sure how many, I mean, how many, how many interceptions has this Lex defense had this year? They haven't had a ton. It's only been a few, it yeah. has to be. Yeah, they haven't had a ton. So it'd be nice to get one now. Be a good time for it, as they're going to put two backs in the backfield this time in the shotgun. Bernard takes it, and he will give two spots, and he bounces off a defender. He'll get to the 45. He'll get about four. It'll set up a third and six. And again, that clock rolls. 1.30 to go in the third. Four-yard gain on the play brings up third down and six for the Arrows. All be spotted on the Lexington 45-yard line. So the Arrows here kind of going at their own slower pace now. Three wide receivers right, two to the left. A big play for the Lex defense here. Third and six from the Lex 45. Bernhard takes the snap. He's going to look near side. He's got a man. It's Sturry, and I think he's, he's going right to be. Yeah, he got it. He got it by the nose of the football. The referees aren't even going to measure. And it's a first down. He needed six. He got six. But the clock continues to run That's under right. a minute to go. And the third. I mean, if Ashton's able to tie this going into the fourth quarter, I think you're, if you're the Minutemen, you're in a pretty good spot. First and 10, empty backfield again from the Lex 39. They'll take the snap and a throw out into the flat there to McFrederick, and it was incomplete, nowhere close to him. That'll stop the clock, 40 seconds to go third quarter. Really nobody open there, and Bernard just kind of He didn't even really look for anybody. He just kind of had McFrederick all the way, took the snap, and threw it to him. So a second and 10 now from the Lex 39-yard line. Two wide receivers left, two to the right, spots in the backfield. 
Bernard takes the snap. He's going to play action and throw short to McFrederick, and uh, he hadn't even really passed the line of scrimmage. No. That was like a zero-yard out route. One Hudson. <laughs> I mean, Hudson jammed him up right at the line, and McFrederick couldn't really do anything. So another incomplete pass stops the clock with 30 se uh, 37 seconds to go in the third quarter. Just, just when we thought the clock was rolling, <laughs> now we're stuck. Third and ten. Again at the 39. Three wide receivers left, one to the right this time. Spots on the left hip of Bernard, who takes the snap. Bernard takes it, and he's going to throw it down the middle of the field, and they're going to get uh, a pass interference on Hudson Moore. And I really don't think there was any contact. McFrederick just kind of fell down there, but Hudson was right up behind him, and it, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Wow. That's a big penalty, too. That is going to be an automatic first down and 15 yards for the Arrows. I just don't agree with that one. That's going to put him down at the 24. I think McFrederick just fell down. Yeah. If anything, you could have said incidental contact. I'm not sure Hudson pushed him by any means. Well, Hudson's so big. I mean, if he barely gets a hand on you, I'd, I'd, I'd try to sell it as well. I mean, <laughs> I think McFrederick did just that first and 10 down at the 24 now, four wide. Bernhard takes it. He's going to throw, and he's got a man, and it's caught down inside the 15 to the 14. Man, I, to I, Metzger again. We got to watch. We, uh, someone's got to check Metzger's gloves or something. He must have stick them because, I mean, he's catching everything. Even, I mean, even that pass was low, almost hit the turf, and he was able to bring it in still. So... That'll be another first down, down to the 14. First and 10 in the red zone again. Bernard takes the snap. He's going to throw left corner of the end zone, and it's batted away by Cam Crago. Great play by Crago over there to bat it away and set up a second and 10. Yeah, Crago step for step there with Grayson Sturry running the out route. And he's had a few of those bat, uh, batted passes tonight, and he also has a touchdown. So Crago having a great night. Second and 10 from the 14 coming up. 15 seconds left in the third quarter. Seems like the colder the wind gets, the slower this game gets. We're never going to get it out of here. I'm ready to get in the car and turn the heat on. <laughs> Bernhard in the shotgun, four wide to the left. One to the right, takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. End zone, and it's picked off. Crago's got it, and he's in the middle of the field. He's going to take it down to the 21. So Crago has a touchdown receiving, and now he has an interception right in the middle of the field. And the Minutemen are going to take over at their own 21. They were due to get one. I mean, I just we just brought it up. How we, we haven't seen one yet. I mean, really. And then Crago comes in with the big play on third down. Former all-world tennis player at Lexington, Ryan Mercurio, standing up here with us now, too, by the way. Surprised he's not off at Wimbledon or something right now. He does play for Cedarville, though. That's more than anything I could say I ever did with my athletic abilities or lack thereof. First and 10 minute men. A.J. Young in the shotgun takes the snap. He's going to roll right. He's looking right, throwing right, and he's got Fagan down at the 33, and they're going to say he caught it. They're going to say he caught it, and the Minutemen need to hurry up, and I don't I don't know that he didn't catch it, but they need to hurry up and snap this ball before they change their mind. We've seen the referees change their mind a few times tonight, but Fagan with his first catch of the night, and that's how the third quarter is going to end, actually. 
And the Minutemen sprinting down to the other end of the field. They're ready to go to start the fourth quarter, and so are we. But we got to take a quick break before we can. 28-21, Minutemen on top with the ball to start the fourth quarter on fearthevillage.com. Does your lawn need some attention? Are weeds and leaves dragging you down? Maybe the flower bed needs spruced up. Hills Landscaping can help. Veteran-owned and operated, Hills Landscaping specializes in lawn care, leaf removal, flower beds, and let's not pretend that winter isn't just around the corner. Hills Landscaping does snow removal as well. Call 419-689-4346 for Hills Landscaping, proudly serving our community and our country. This is Lexington Minuteman Hudson Moore, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Back here at Community Stadium, getting set for what is going to be, one way or another, for better or for worse, a heck of a finish here at Ashland tonight. Minutemen right now clinging to a 28-21 lead. And they've got the football first and 10 at their own 33-yard line. After a big interception by Cam Crago. And Craigo having himself a ball game today. I mean, really, he's been all over the place. So on first down, they'll give off the right side and over the 35. To start the fourth quarter, Mason Green will get about four yards, second and six coming up. Yeah, I'd imagine you're going to see a lot of running game here. Especially on this drive, as long as Lex can stay ahead of the sticks, you might as well keep running the ball. Absolutely, second and six minute minute, their own 37 yard line. And they will eat that clock up as much as possible. 11.30 to go, clock is rolling. Minute men that close from getting into the playoffs. A.J. Young in the shotgun, two wide each way. He's got Mason Green on his right hip. Second and six, A.J. takes the snap. They'll give again. Mason Green off the left side this time over the 40. Out near a first down. They'll say he fumbled, though. And the Minutemen get back on it. And a gain of five. And I don't think the referees blew it down. I think they said it was a fumble, but Mason Green jumped back on it. So no damage done. Third and one coming up. A big third down for the Minutemen. Got to get a first down here. As... uh, my face gets colder. Oh, the, man, my nose my is nose frozen. Is, <laughs> yep. It's getting a little harder to breathe up here. Big play right here for the Minutemen, third and one. They're going to send two wideouts to each side. A.J. Young's going to be in. Well, now they might take a timeout. Yeah. They are going to take a timeout with 10-27 to go in the fourth quarter. We'll keep it right here. Lex 28, Ashland 21. Lex has a third and one out of the timeout. I'd say you just give it to Hudson and let him lower his shoulder. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think you get Hudson right on A.J.'s butt and you just let A.J. turn and hand it to him. I mean, you don't need to do anything special here, (laughs) you know. But, I mean, both these offenses really stagnant in the second half all of a sudden. I mean, both teams come out guns blazing in that first half, and now it's just kind of been a – Defensive battle, it seems like. Yeah. Yes, it has. Somebody, though. I mean, I guess theoretically nobody has to score here in the fourth quarter. But if Ashland wants to win, they're going to have to. 
And I'd say if Lexington wants to make sure they win, they, they probably should yeah. score again. But, hey, so far they've gotten this far without scoring in the second half. True. Big first down here, though, would be huge. It's third and one. Minutemen at their own 42. They've got to get to the 43. A.J. Young in the shotgun. Two wide each way. A.J. waiting the snap. He takes it's a high one. He's going to throw, and he's got Ooh. Fogel, and Fogel's got it over the 50, down to the 40, 35. He's going to try to break some tackles and gets down to the 31-yard line. A big first down to add on to the career night for Braden Fogel. Man, what a gutsy play call there on third and one. They they run a quick hitch route to Fogel, and he's able to make a big play out of it, gain a 28 on that one. Down to the 30-yard line on the Ashland side of the field. Minutemen are within striking distance here. Ooh, but Fogel. I'd say you got to go back to the ground here yeah. on first down. Absolutely. Fogel now with 11 receptions, 154. I mean, having a great night tonight. Those Career are like Ryan Mercurio's fantasy team's numbers right there. <laughs> Under 10 minutes to go. A.J. Young in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's going to throw again. He rolls to the left. He's going to throw left. He's got a man to the left, and it is Jamarian Fagan this time. He caught it down to the 29. He only gained one, but keeps the clock rolling. Yeah, stayed in bounds and let that clock roll. Interesting that Lex is throwing here this late yeah. in the game. I mean, they've had great success on the ground game, so you'd think they'd keep going there. But Some, something to note, too, if they can just keep the clock rolling, maybe run it and get it into the middle of the field, you could kick a field goal here and make this two possessions. You just can't turn it over and yeah. you can't stop the clock. I think if you're Lexley, you have to get a touchdown, honestly, with how high-powered Ashland is. On second down, they'll give up the middle. Hudson Moore over the 30, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Here we are again, third down. Lex has been good on third down this whole um, all night, really. So let's see what let's see what they got up their sleeve here to get a big conversion. So third and nine from the 29. A.J. Young brings in the play. 8.45 to go. The clock is rolling. Yeah, Lex 6 of 10 so far on third downs. They've done a great job to convert. Crago off to the left by himself. Fogel off by himself to the right. A.J. Young in the loaded pistol. Big play here. Third and nine from the 29. A.J. takes the snap. He's going to roll right. He's looking. He's looking back to the middle of the field in the end zone, and Fogel goes up, and he bobbles and drops it down at the eight-yard line. He threw it up down towards the end zone, but Fogel had to come back for it, and he bobbled it and bobbled it and couldn't bring it in, and now it's a fourth and nine. Oh, and now he stopped the clock as well. So, I mean, looks like they're rolling out the field goal team. So A.J. Young will come on. One. He can hit from this distance. The problem is I think the wind the is wind. blowing right into his face. Yeah. Need a really good snap here as well. The snaps have been kind of hot and cold. Although with his kickoffs tonight, they've yeah. been the best we've seen this year. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe he'll get a hold of this one. Dylan Jamison will hold. They'll put it down at the 36. So this will be a 46-yarder for A.J. Young to make it a two-score game. It's a good snap and a good hold, but we've got a timeout. Lexington before we take the field goal. Interesting. So that is already the second timeout used in the half by Lex. So they've only got one left. Ashland has all three of theirs. 8.20 to go in the ball game, 28-21. Almost wonder if Coach Saris is rethinking this. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, even on the perfect day with perfect conditions, it's a long kick. And with the wind blowing right in A.J.'s face, it's definitely difficult. But like you said, 
his kickoffs have been really good all day. So I, I don't know. You. Because if you go for well, it, you don't get it. Either you, way. You know what, too, Nick? You almost, maybe he called that timeout to see if the wind would just die down die a little. Down. Yeah, true. Which it hasn't, but <laughs> it's just been kind of on and off. Maybe he just thought, well, we'll yeah. take a timeout and maybe see if and this wind we can has catch been, the wind. This wind's been kind of crazy all game, especially in the second half. It's really picked up. So here we go. Now they're actually going to move it up just a tad to the 35. So this will be a 45-yarder for A.J. Young. He's perfect on the night on extra points, hasn't attempted a field goal yet. Dylan Jamison has his knee down right on the 35. Here we go. From 45 yards out. The snap is good. The hold is good. The kick is up by A.J. Young, and it is just short by a couple of yards. It was straight. But it was short and no good, and that will mean that the Arrows will take over with 8.14 to go in the ballgame. Minutemen with a seven-point lead, and Ashland will take over at their own 20. So really, I mean, with that rule in high school, missed field goal, they take over at the 20. Oh. Um, Is that new? Well, it's just been that way as far as I've known it. Unless it's a block, they uh, – Set oh. it at the 20, so. Oh, like almost like a touchback type Yeah, deal. so that really, that was, I guess that was actually that was not a. smart play, I yeah. guess. The only bad thing that could have happened there was a block, but even a miss backs Ashland up a little bit. Huh. First and 10 arrows. Bernhard in the shotgun. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Takes the snap. He's going to look right. He's got a man to the right, and it's caught, and it's a little wide receiver screen play for a yard. And that was McFrederick. And the clock will roll with that completed pass. And we are officially under eight minutes to go in the ball game. Lex clinging to that seven-point lead. I hope Lex using those two timeouts early in this in this half don't come back to bite them. Because Ashton with all three still in their pocket. Second and nine. Three wide left, one to the right. Bernhard takes the snap takes he's going to look left he's going to run right though now and he's got room to run 25 30 and out of bounds at about the 34 yard line and we've got a flag late in the backfield maybe a hold I think this is going to be on Lex or on Ashland excuse me I think it is I think it's going to be on spots I don't know what he did but it's on him (laughs) back at the 20 it might have been a hold there as McFrederick or excuse me as Bernhard got out of the pocket and that's huge. I mean, I'll back up this Ashland offense even more. Wow, wow, that is a huge play. That would have been a first down for the Arrows. Well, and he had a lot of room and just took off. Jeez. Well, maybe that's how he got so much room. Yeah. I think Spots might have been holding one of the uh, linebackers there for the minute, man. So I'll take him all the way back to the 11, I believe. Wow. Whew. I'll mark him at the 12. So that's going to be second and 19 now for the Arrows at their own 12-yard line. Huge play, huge penalty. We've had a ton of them tonight. Yeah, there's been quite a few for both sides. So here we go, three wide to the left and one to the right. And Spots will be the back on the left hip of the freshman quarterback. Second and 19 from their own 12. Ashland has it. Bernhard takes the snap. He's back. He's looking down the middle of the field. It's caught by McFrederick right over the head of Hudson Moore. And McFrederick is going to take this 
maybe to the house as Crago's closing in on him, and it's going to be a touchdown, McFrederick. 88 yards right over the head of Hudson Moore. It almost hit him in the back of the head. Yeah, they ran a little pop pass. They haven't really thrown anything down the seams. It's pretty much been quick slants. Crago down in the end zone. He had McFrederick chase down, but McFrederick kind of did a little stutter step and was able to kind of get, get by him. Crago is up, though, and he's okay, but that is going to be Oof. huge here now as Hunt will come on to attempt the extra point. Yeah, big PAT for, for Hunt here. 7.21 to go in the ballgame. That's the first points of the second half from either team. Well, the good thing is there's a lot of time left on the clock for Lex to operate. So Hunt will attempt the extra point. He's three for three on the night. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't this be the one to miss? Braxton Hunt will put it through right down the middle. 28-28, 7-21 to go in the ballgame. We've got a tie ball game here at Community Stadium on fearthevillage.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lexington Minutemen Mason Green, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Back here at Community Stadium where this game has turned into an instant classic. 7.21 to go, and Ashland has just tied it. Spots will kick it off. He's lining it up at the 40-yard line down off to our right. So Caden Spots will kick it off once again. Back to return is Jackson Windham and Jamarian Fagan. Spots will squib it this time. And this ball might roll out of bounds, and it does. And that's going to set up a short field for the Minutemen. And they'll take over at their own 35. That, that, that's huge. I mean, great field position. Plenty of time on the clock. You still have the one timeout, but I'm sure they'll want to hold on to that one as long as possible. Pending Lex get to get to score here, so... I mean, a lot of time, a lot of things to work with. I thought the offense kind of got stagnant there at the end of the end of that last drive. So hopefully they can come out here and kind of chip away on the run, run game, run some of that clock. So 7:21 to go in the ball game. 28-28. Lexington and Ashland. The Minutemen have the football. They'll start at their own 35 on the near hash right in front of us. Down off just to our left. And here we go. They'll have two wide receivers off to the left. It's Crago and Wyndham. Fogle by himself off to the right. A.J. Young's going to be in the pistol with Mason Green behind him. They'll take on first down and give. Green off the left side is going to get a yard. And that'll get the clock moving, but it's only a yard. And Ashland, especially in the second half, they've done such a great job of they're getting just enough penetration with just one guy, and it's like getting a shoelace tackle every time off this edge and just enough to bring the Minutemen down. So Minutemen now out to the 36, second and nine. Clock is under seven minutes now and rolling. Playoff spot is on the line for both of these teams. 
Here we go. Three wide to the left, one to the right. A.J. Young in the shotgun this time with Mason Green on his left hip. He's going to roll to the left. He's going to look. He's going to throw to the left. He's got Jamarian Fagan. He catches and gets over the 45-yard line, and he fumbled the ball, but we've got two flags down. No, we've got markers down to indicate a fumble, and there was a fumble, and it's going to be Ashland Ball at their own, actually at the Lex 46-yard line. Wow. So Fagan fought for the first down there. He got the first down, but apparently fumbled it. We couldn't see it from our angle. There were too many bodies in the way. And they're going to say it's Ashland Ball now at the Lex 47-yard line. Now they'll give him the 46. 6.30 to go in the ball game. So here we go, tie ball game. Ashland has a chance now to take their first lead of the night. Bernard with three to the left, one to the right in the shotgun. Spots on his left hip. He'll take the snap. They'll give. Spots up the middle. Minute men have him wrapped up, but he is going to get a couple as he fell forward. He'll get two. Second and eight coming up at the Lex 44. But again, the clock rolls. And now the clock's our worst enemy. <laughs> With only the one timeout in our back pocket. Well, the good thing, I mean, we've seen Ashland just does yeah. not want to kick a field goal. That is yeah. not an option for them. Even if it resorts to that, I don't think they're going to be comfortable at all doing it. So the Minutemen just have to bend but not break here. Second and eight. Empty backfield this time. Bernhard takes the snap. He's back, looking left. He's got a man, McFrederick, and he's hit, though. Right as he catches it, Briar Miller's going to bring him down. And he gets him at the 42, and not a very big gain there. It'll set up a third and six in a huge play. Well, and it was funny how Briar kind of took him down there because the whistle blew, but Briar just wanted to take him down. He took him down nice and soft as to not draw another penalty. But again, the clock rolls on the completed pass under 5.30 to go now in the ball game. That's a huge third down. I mean, Four down territory if you're the arrows, you think? We'll see. They've been confident going for it on fourth down all night. Why stop now? I mean, yep. last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> Third and six. Bernard takes a snap. He's going to throw, and it is batted away, and they're going to call another one on Hudson Moore. There is no way that's a pass interference. Unbelievable. It is on McFred. It's been the same matchup all night, and it's like what I don't, I don't know what he did wrong. One on Hudson one. just throws his hands up in the air like I don't I don't understand. I he's just Hudson Moore is completely baffled by the call. So another 15 yard free first down for the Arrows. This is on how many penalties are we up to tonight? Uh, let me see Total here. on both sides. Total, quite a As few. Well into the double digits. <laughs> yeah. But that is not a pass interference call. 14 total. Jeez. Yeah. At least five or six of those have been unsportsmanlike. The rest have been pass interference. Yeah. Man, five minutes to go on the nose here. Ashland with a free first down to their uh, to the Lex 27. They'll take the snap. Spots will get the carry. He's up the middle. He's going to get over the 25, down to the 23, a gain of four on first down. It'll set up a second and six. Clock runs. Man, there have been some calls tonight that 
completely were the right calls, but that last one, I just, I don't know. I think the referees have gotten awfully comfortable just calling that tonight, and now it's just kind of become second nature. Yeah. They're just throwing flags on anything over the middle. Second and six, clock is still rolling, 4.30 to go. Tie ball game. Bernard takes it, gives, spots up the middle, dancing around. He's got room. He's got a first down. He's inside the 10, inside the five, and the Minutemen finally get him right at the five-yard line. I almost just let him score there, you know, because now Ashland first and goal from the five. They can run three, three plays and eat more clock up. Well, the only other thing you could say is Turnover. now you just got to stop them. Yeah. Yeah, or, or stop. Because they're not, they're not going to kick no, a field goal. absolutely not. Not this close. I mean, they were on the six-yard line earlier and didn't kick a field goal, so. The whole field is four-down territory for Ashland. So the Minutemen need to use that to their advantage. Got to get a stop here. First and goal from the five. They'll line up in the Wildcat this time, McFrederick. He's already thrown a touchdown tonight. They'll give spots up the middle. He's hit at the line of scrimmage. He manages to fall forward for two, but the Minutemen almost had him. Boozer made the hit, but spots so big, he was able to just kind of fall forward and stumble for a couple yards. Second and goal from the three coming up. McFrederick, he was in the Wildcat earlier down on this end and threw a touchdown to a wide open Grayson Sturry. So they'll go Wildcat again here with McFrederick. If I'm the Minutemen, I'm just going single coverage, sell yeah. out and bring the heat. Yeah, jailhouse. Second and goal from the three. McFrederick sends a man in motion. They'll take the snap, and they'll fake the handoff and run off the left side. McFrederick trying to get the edge, and he's going to get there for a touchdown. And Ashland, for the first time tonight, has taken the lead after the Minutemen turn it over near midfield, and Ashland marches down and scores with 3.20 to go. Now the Minutemen are going to have to answer. Now we've seen them do it, though. I mean, Worcester's prime example. I mean, that was a battle all the way to the very end. And Well, now let's just play this out and say they score. Do you go for two? Absolutely. And, and go to the, try to go yeah. to the playoffs I, I on a two-point conversion? You have to. I mean... The way that this season's gone, I, I think you just have to. So Braxton Hunt will come on. He's four, four for four from the night on uh, PATs. It's a good snap and a good hold, and he makes it five for five. And it is now 35-28. Ashland has come back to spear the hearts of the Minutemen, as they always do. You're just mad you didn't think of something that good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so poetic, right. Nick. I'm, I'm very poetic, and you're not. Just get over it. This is why I'm just the, the color guy. That's why I'm just here. You've got like a five-word vocabulary. That's right. And sometimes you don't even use that. And also a valid point. <laughs> uh. So let's check in over at yeah, Madison. Let's see. Uh, what was the score at half? 21-13 uh, senior was on top. Right now, though, the game is over in Madison. Senior high ends up winning 37-13. West Holmes goes 10-0. They beat Mount Vernon 49-14. Worcester takes a big loss to Villa Angela St. Joseph 41-7. And New Philly beats Dover 21-20 in overtime. The big rivalry over there. So kind of an up-and-down night for the OCC. 
Well, will they kick it deep here is the real question because the last time they tried to squib didn't go. Well, that's how plan. the Minutemen were able to score against Worcester. They had a the big, big kick, kick return, return late, and it set up a short field. The Minutemen scored, went for two, and won it. So Spots will run up and boot it. He's going to boot it deep. Jackson Wyndham's going to let it go through his hands and into the end zone, a touchback. That was Spots' best kick all night. So the Minutemen will have it at the 20. 317 to go and a chance for A.J. Young to be a hero once again. He did it against Worcester. He's also got wins against Mount Vernon and Madison. Can he do it again tonight? They almost had a game-winning drive at New Philly as well, so this is nothing new to the Minutemen. They've been in this situation a lot of times this year. And like I said, they ended up winning against Worcester. They lost to New Philly. I mean, it's... Been a roller coaster of a year on these close games for the Minutemen. They lost to Ontario yeah. late. So they've had some close ones. They are experienced at this point. Now it's just a matter of getting the job done. Here we go. First and 10 from the 20. A.J. Young in the pistol with four wide. He takes. He fakes a give. He's going to roll to the left. He's going to throw, and he's got a man. It's Fagan, and they go right back to him after he fumbled on the last drive, and he makes a nice catch for a gain of seven out to the 27. And Lex really needs to show, show some sense of urgency here. I mean, only yes, one timeout. Yeah. I mean, you got only 255 clocks rolling, so you really got to get to the line and get these plays off. Three wide receivers off to the right, one to the left. It's second and three. Young goes into the shotgun this time, takes the snap, and they're going to have an illegal motion on the Minutemen. And A.J. Young's going to scramble out of there. He's going to get the first down, but it's not going to matter. They had Minutemen moving on both sides, on the near side and the far side. And that play is not going to count, and they'll have to take a five-yard penalty. So that's big for the Minutemen. That's going to push them back now to second and eight on what would have been a first down. Two forty to go in the ball game. That'll push the Minutemen back to the twenty-two. So here we go, third, uh, second and eight from their own twenty-two. Two wide receivers each way. AJ Young in the shotgun. He's got Mason Green on his left hip. Clock is rolling. AJ. Takes the snap. He's looking. He's looking right. Now pump fakes and runs back to the left. He's going to run, and he's going to be tackled inbounds at the 23, and we've got a flag down. It might be a face mask, and one of the arrows comes out of there. He knows he committed a penalty, but I didn't see what it was. I think it was a face mask. It might only be a five-yarder. And they're going to say personal foul face mask on the defense. Also, be Oh, it is the 15. And it is. Wow. Huge play. But – Ashland not denying that when the safety no, came he out knew of there. It too. Didn't see who it was. What number is that? 33, I believe. I think that was the sophomore that made the big pass breakup earlier. Tyler Sauter. Yeah. Is who we think it was on. And he came running out of yeah. there. He knew it. So the no denying that one. So a big penalty puts the Minutemen out first and 10 at their own 39 now. 223 to go. They've got one timeout. Four wide receivers for AJ Young in the shotgun. He takes the snap. It's a little high. He's going to roll to the right. He's going to throw to the right. He's going to throw it out into no man's land, and it's picked off by McFrederick. Landon McFrederick down the near sideline. He returns it all the way to the Lex 30, and that might be the ball game. 
And that ball just kind of died in the air as well. I mean, the wind really just kind of killed it. And like you said, it went to no man's land and McFrederick was able to pick it off. Well, it's unfortunate that the Minutemen, they did commit a couple of really, uh, really big miscues late, but there were some definite calls that oh. aided in this comeback for Ashland 100%. So it's just been kind of the worst type of night for the Minutemen here in the second half. Well, now there's something else. Penalty flag on the play. Yep, now we got another flag on the far sideline. One of the Minutemen coming off, arguing with the referee. And then the co and then a coach and another unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. This time on the Minutemen. So that'll be another all the way down to the, the 15 yards. now. Yep. <laughs> Just for Ashland to probably try, they'll probably try to punch in another score, honestly. Well, I mean you could here, but with Lex only having one timeout, I mean I guess. We'll see. I mean, I would try to score if I were Ashland, but you also got to run and keep the clock moving in some ways because you don't want to let Lex get away with only having one timeout. Right. So here we go, four wide receivers, two to each side. Spots on the right hip of Bernhard. And now the referees are going to – well, the referee, the head yeah, ref is still over there talking Sarris. to one of the coaches. I'm not sure if that's – it is Coach Sarris. And now we're just about set. So, I mean, if you're the Minutemen here, though, you've still got time to get the ball yeah. back, but you've got to get three stops right here. Yep, right in a row. Right in a row. Take the timeout on the first one. Well, you'll probably have to get four stops because you know Ashland probably won't try to kick it. So here we go, first and ten. Ashland at the Lex 15 in the red zone. They'll have four wide. And they will give on first down to spots. He's going to cut it back and up the middle, and he's going to walk it in for a touchdown, and that should be the ball game. As unfortunately, the Minutemen have just collapsed here in the last couple of minutes. They've given up three touchdowns here in the fourth quarter, similar to the second quarter where they also gave up three touchdowns, and that has really been the difference. And it looks like Ashland now with tonight's win will Stay in the bottom half of the Division II Region 6 playoff pool. And unfortunately, Lexington will not get in to the playoffs in 2022. They were so close so many times this year. You know, if they beat Ontario, they probably get in. If they beat New Philly, they probably get in. If they hang on tonight, they probably get in. And unfortunately, they are going to go 0-3 in those games. And you just got to wonder, too, how different this season would have been without the injuries. Yeah. I mean, if you have Bay Rice and you have your full squad going into week one, you might win that game. If you have – I mean, half the team was missing going to New Philly. Yeah. And well, they lose that one by three. Entire secondary's out against West Holmes, who's got the best passing attack in the OCC. Just a just a tough year for Coach Sarris to take over and deal with all of these injuries. And it is the nature of the beast. That is the game of football anymore. So many players are bigger and faster and stronger than ever that you yeah. just you suffer so many injuries throughout the season. And uh, it really hit the Minutemen hard this year. 
So now they're down by two scores, 42-28, 2.06 to go, one timeout. I mean, they're basically going to have to score here within about 30 seconds if they want to have any chance. Big kick return coming. So Spots, who had a touchback on the last kick, will have it teed up, and he just scored the touchdown, and now he'll try to boot it through the end zone again. He's going to pop this one up, though, and Wyndham is going to take it on the bounce at the 5 to the 10 to the 15, angling near side 20. Gets through a couple of tacklers, out over the 30. He's cutting back across the field, out to the 37, and had he just had one more cutback in him, he would have taken that down the left sideline for a touchdown. But he got tripped up at the 37. Good field position for the Minutemen. But time is just not on their side right now, down by two touchdowns. And unfortunately, unless there is a big comeback, this will be the last time these seniors take the field in a Minuteman uniform. We were here for all four years of it. It is really weird. <laughs> to think about this this senior class, the first graduating class that we've come all the way through with as a part of fearthevillage.com. Going to miss them. We really are. Dylan Jamison will check in for his last time as a senior. He's in the pistol. First and ten. They'll fake a give. Jamison going to wind up, and the pass is batted down at the line of scrimmage. Dylan Jamison's pass is knocked down. Ashland just about got another unsportsmanlike conduct penalty as the defensive lineman that batted the ball down got in the face of Jamison there and started taunting him, and the referee came flying up. Now, I don't understand how the referee can yell at a kid so hard but not throw the flag. If you're going to yell at a kid that hard, then just throw the flag. Second and 10 from the 39, Dylan Jamison in the shotgun, and it's a bad snap, and he has to fall on it at the 35. Bad snap. They'll push the Minutemen back four more yards. Third and 14, they'll go hurry up here. 135 to go. Jamison back in the shotgun. Takes the snap. He's going to wind up. He's going to run left. Now he's going to run up the middle of the field. He's over the 40, dives out to the 42, and we've got two flags in the backfield. Dylan Jamison on the keeper. Man, it's no doubt going to be holding yeah. on the Minutemen, and I would assume Ashland will decline this. And I guess they could accept it and push them back, but if they decline it, it'll be fourth down. They're going to accept it. So, yeah, instead of taking the fourth down, they'll just push the Minutemen back here. 128 to go. Man, what a way to end the season. The Minutemen just came out blazing hot and cooled off at the wrong time. And this is where the end of the road creeps up on you. Another high snap. Jamison is not going to get there. Ashland's going to recover it. Recovered by the Arrows. So now it's time for Ashland to hopefully take the high road here and take a knee. Knowing Ashland, though, they'll probably try to score one more time. But they're going to have it at the Lex 15. 124 to go. And the ball game. Four years of doing this, Nick. I'm not sure I've seen Ashland take the high road ever. 
They could be up 50 and still try to score at the end. We'll see what they do here, though. Calling a timeout? For what? And I'm not sure. They may be trying to get some subs in here, too, but as, as I'm talking about how Ashland just can't help themselves, They've got to be unsportsmanlike in every way possible. Not only are they probably going to try to score here, but they take a timeout to draw up a play. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It never fails. Flea flicker incoming. It never fails. I don't know why Ashland has to do this. It doesn't matter who the coach is either. It's and that, that is true. I, it's just an Ashland thing, I think. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, even – just and take the knee and let's yeah, get out of here. I mean, the come four, on. In the four years playing against them, they were like this. The four years we've covered Lex doing this, they're like this. I mean, it's just in their DNA. Well, the good news is they'll get into the playoffs as like a 15 seed and get blown up by someone from Cleveland or Columbus. Well, then, I mean. So maybe they'll go into a knee formation here, but again, I'm do. not sure why they had to take the timeout to go into victory formation. Just catch the ball and take a knee. It's going to be a flea flicker. My eight-year-old niece could draw up this play. Really have no idea why they called a timeout, but they do take the knee. Okay. Bernhard takes a knee. And now Coach Saris is going to take Lexington's <laughs> last timeout. We're never going to get out of here. 117 to go. Timeout on the field, Lexington, their final charge timeout of the half. Every second that passes by, I think that flag oh. pole is going to get ripped off, or the flag is going to get ripped off the pole. It, it is, it, it is cold now. Like it, it was, it was, it was okay in the first half, and it's cold now. And that wind is just un, undying. I mean, it just keeps coming. Uh. Yeah. So mathematically, I mean, Ashland should not have to give the ball back to the Minutemen. They should be able to take two more, yeah. I would think. I mean, look at this flag even that's on field level. It is just amazing how windy it's gotten tonight. And it's supposed to be in the 70s tomorrow. Might get the... The last lawn mow of the year in. And get ready for basketball season. McFrederick in the Wildcat. They're going to play here, and he's going to throw. <laughs> McFrederick's going to throw on second down, and actually he's going to run out of bounds. Way back behind the line of scrimmage, McFrederick's going to lose six yards, and the clock's going to stop. Just, just end the game. Like I, There's been two timeouts. I, Ashland's just got to tell – uh, how do you not know to just go down there? I don't understand. One eleven to go. Clock stops. Third and nineteen now. <laughs> Unbelievable. It'll be third down and nineteen. Here comes another throw. So McFrederick in the Wildcat again. What are they doing? They'll take and give to Spots, and now they'll run it up the middle. But they're going to have to do something on fourth down. Lexington's going to get the ball back here. Yeah, they're going to kick it probably. 
Well, they're probably going to have to call a timeout to decide what to do on third down here. Or <laughs> fourth down, excuse me. I just, it's going to be 10.30 by the time this game's over. High school sports baffle me sometimes. You've got the game in hand. Just get out of here. What are you doing? Well, they are going to have to take a timeout. Look. <laughs> they have to. Unbelievable, man. I swear. I don't understand. 28 seconds left. And the play clock runs out. They call another timeout. Well, they, and they can't, I mean, they can't kneal it because that changes. Yeah. So they're going to have to run a play of some sort. They might kick a field goal here. They might try. Imagine if they got a block and <laughs> returned it, to the house it for a touchdown. Get an onside kick recovery. That would be the ultimate turn of events. <laughs> they deserve it at this point. <laughs> Taking timeouts up by two touchdowns with 25 seconds left. Just take a knee. I'm cold. Well, and the fact that they tried to throw. I don't I mean. understand. <laughs> but again, I know it's it's just Ashland. I, no other team does this. Ashland could be up 99 to zero on their own one yard line, and they'd be calling timeouts to try to go 99 yards. We're gonna get beat up over here on the Ashland sideline when we're calling this game above everybody. Well, it's true. Even their own fans just want to go home. They're already <laughs> half, cold. The, half the crowd is gone. Look, they are gonna try to kick it. So they're gonna kick a 41-yard field goal here. Braxton Hunt comes on. It's on the far hash. Snap is good. Ball is down. The kick is up, and it is off the crossbar and short. I think it was no a, good. I think it was a line drive. Valiant effort, though. It had the power. So we waited 15 minutes for that. Lex will take over with 21 seconds left. I bet you we take a knee. We'll see if Ashland has to take a timeout here to make sure they're lined up for Lexington's victory formation. <sighs> Never fails. You know, I thought of something last night during the Thursday, or the, uh, Thursday night football game. Yep. There should only be timeouts in the last two minutes of the half. You shouldn't be calling timeouts in the first quarter. Like last night, I think New Orleans had already burned two timeouts in the first quarter. <laughs> and then they're just kind of. And it's like the commercial breaks are 14 minutes long. There shouldn't be any timeouts until the two, two minutes or less in the first half and the second half. Men and men will run a couple more plays here. A.J. Young back out there. Hits Braden Fogle. They'll do a little hook and ladder here. Jackson Wyndham's got it. Down the far sideline to the 40, 45, and pushed out of bounds near the 50. There With 11 go. seconds left. So the Minutemen trying to score one more time Jackson here. Wyndham. That'll pad A.J. Young's stats a little bit. Yeah. And Wyndham's stats as well. They'll mark him out way back at the 44. Don't, don't all those yards go to Wyndham technically? I don't know anymore, I think that's man. how it works. After the last three minutes, my brain is fried from football for another year. <laughs> 11 seconds left, A.J. Young in the shotgun. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Minutemen down two touchdowns. And wouldn't you know it, Ashland is using their last timeout. Why? You're not preserving a shutout. It doesn't matter if Lex scores. There's 11 seconds left. By the time Lex would even score from here, it would take him 11 seconds to run down the field. Well, it looks like they're putting all the backups in now. Out on the field. <laughs> on 
All I know is my wife down on the sidelines, Kayla, is going to be very cranky. It's going to be way past her bedtime before we even leave. This is not going to be a fun ride home, folks. For me, anyway. <laughs> I do think I got to ride with Billy back home. Sheesh. I don't know. First and 10, Dylan Jamison out there for the last play. He's going to heave it down the middle of the field to Wyndham, and we've got a yeah, pass interference. Flag. Yeah. Two pass interference calls coming in. <laughs> there's the one they get. They get that one right. Well, here's the good thing, Nick. We hey, still we have time. three seconds we left. We got time. <laughs> Just when you think the game's over, there's still three seconds left. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, Jackson Wyndham draws the penalty. That'll put the Minutemen on the Ashland side of the field. The the wheels have fallen off <laughs> of everything here at Ashland now. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go home. It's cold. Hard to believe another season in the books for us, though. Yep. Here we go. Last play of the game, at least I think. Maybe. Jamison in the shotgun, three wide to the right, one to the left from the 41. He's back. He's looking down the middle of the field. He heaves it up there, and it is picked off. And Ashland might return this for a touchdown. Down the near sideline, the Minutemen are going to try to get him. And they'll push him out of bounds, and that's the game. And now we've got a fight down here on the near sideline. And I kid you not, the referee almost pulled the flag out, but the game's yeah, over. Right. So it's like <laughs> just separate him and let's go. Referees have been very happy to throw flags around tonight. But that's the ball game. Ashland will head into the playoffs to get murdered in the first round, and Lexington will unfortunately head home 3-7 and seven to end the season. 28, excuse me, 48-28. Ashland a winner tonight. They'll improve to 6-4 and four on the year, 4-3 and three in the OCC. Lex will fall to 3-7 and seven and 3-4 and four in the OCC. We'll take a 30-second break and come back for stats and final scores from around the area. Once again, Lex goes down. And week 10, 42-28 to Ashland on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Andrew Saris, and you're listening to the home of Lexington football, fearthevillage.com. Back here to wrap things up at Ashland's Community Stadium where the Arrows get out of here with a 42-28 to 28 victory over the Minutemen. Hi again, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you, fearthevillage.com. And... Nick has the final stats from tonight's shootout here at Ashland. Nick? Yeah, I mean, it was, like Corey said, a shootout here. Uh, Lex went scoreless in that second half. Ashland able to score 21 points in the fourth quarter to walk away with the 42-28 victory tonight over the Lexington Minutemen. Uh, total yards of offense first for Lexington, 390 yards on 56 plays, uh, seven yards per play. Ashland, 421 yards on 58 plays. Lexington, 
259 yards of passing to Ashland's 376. Uh, on the ground, Lexington 131 yards on 26 carries. Ashland 45 yards on 25 carries. Uh, both teams combined for 20 penalties tonight and over 200 yards of penalty yardage. I mean, it, it really kind of got out of control with the unsportsmanlikes and the pass interference calls got super touchy. I mean, there's just a lot of things that just didn't go well. Uh, but really, the Lexington with three turnovers in the second half. So that's really what, what put the nail in the coffin for the Minutemen was just turning the ball over late in the game. Uh, they did force one turnover. Crago got the, the interception uh, early in the, I believe it was the fourth quarter. Uh, but both teams, 22 first downs. Lexington 6 of 13 on third down. Ashland 6 of 12. But, I mean, overall, I mean, it just the defense couldn't come up with stops when we needed them the most, and the offense kind of got stagnant. A.J. Young still, I mean, finished 21 of 29, 259, and three touchdowns. So, I mean, really a career night from A.J. tonight. He really did a great job throwing the football. Uh, Mason Green, 16 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Fogel, career night, 11 receptions, 154, two touchdowns. I mean, really, it was just it just came down to that fourth quarter where the, the wheels just kind of fell off collectively, and Lex is out, unfortunately, going home with the loss and the end of their season is tonight. So, tough break. That offense came out red hot. You couldn't ask for a better start, and then it just kind of fell apart there at the end. And as it goes on, but like like Corey said, Ashland, I mean, they'll probably end up going play play some two or three seed in the first round of the playoffs and as they always do they'll they'll probably end up losing and that'll be all she wrote for them but great season I mean not great season but a lot to build off of for coach Saris I thought a lot of injuries and uh, just things went wrong throughout the year and a lot of young guys got to get a lot of play time because of those injuries so I mean he really has a great foundation for next year yes you lose a lot of seniors this year but those young, that young core, especially that freshman class, they're, they're going to be a lot of fun. To, they're going to be something to look forward to next uh, year. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a very fun football team next year uh, for the Minutemen. Unfortunately, we've got to wait another year to see them play again. Around the OCC tonight, Mansfield Senior wins the Battle of Mansfield 37-13 uh, over Madison. West Holmes runs the table. They go 10-0, 7-0 in the OCC. They beat Mount Vernon 49-14. Uh, Villa Angela St. Joseph beats Worcester 41-7. And New Philly with an overtime win over Dover, 21-20. And the Moac River Valley goes down to Galleon, 49-34. Clear Fork wins the Moac, 42-7 over Highland. And Marion Harding beats Marion Pleasant, 30-26. Ontario goes to Shelby and gets a win, 35-28. And the Northern 10, Colonel Crawford 42, Buckeye Central 7, Mohawk 26, Bucyrus 7, Carey 56, Seneca East 12, so the Blue Devils will win the Northern 10, and Upper Sandusky beats Winford 17-14. In the KMAC, Mount Gilead beats Cardington 44-13, Centerburg 49, Fredericktown 14, Danville 42, East Knox 21, the Devil Dog game. Danville is the 2022 winners of that one. And Loudonville beats Northmore 28-21. 
And the Firelands, South Central, up right now on Plymouth, 36-8. It is Crestview, uh, winner over Mapleton tonight, 47-16. St. Paul shuts out Monroeville, 37-0. And Western Reserve beats Trinity, 48-7. Willard back on track tonight with a win over Vermillion, 26-14. Marion Elgin beats Crestline, 56-14. Lucas loses to Arlington, 29-21. Columbian beats Norwalk, 41-0. Ridgedale over Perry in overtime, 26-20. And Orville beats Triway 23 to 15. Well, it's hard to believe we're at this point already, the end of another season. Our fourth year with fearthevillage.com. We thank so many of you and well, we thank all of you, but there were so many of you that listened this year and supported us on social media and through listening and all the other ways you could uh, help us out. Uh, big thank you. As always, to Rachel Lazier, getting us great pictures down on the sideline. Uh, you can check out her photography uh, business, Folklore Studio, on Instagram. Uh, but she does great things for us on uh, the VSBN side as well. Thank you to Kayla Durbin, my wife, doing great work down on the sidelines. Uh, year in and year out, even in the cold weather. And tonight certainly was one of those nights, but she gets great uh, videos for social media. Uh, you can check her work out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at VSBN Radio. Thank you to my color commentator, Nick Lazier, statistician all year. Once again, another year in the books, the former Minuteman getting to support his team through uh, covering them like this. Thank you to Billy Park as well for coming along and doing halftime stuff for us, pregame stuff with us, and uh, being with us here at uh, the second half of the season. And uh, once again, a huge thank you to all of you at home. Thank you to our sponsors, um, BP Electric, the presenting sponsor of VSBNRadio.com. Great people, Jen Poth and Bob Poth, and everything they do in the Lex community that goes unseen. A lot of people will never even know all the good things they do around Lexington, but thank you to them for their support. Thank you to Firefighter Bingo over there on 4th Street at the Fire Museum. Thank you to Hills Landscaping supporting us and uh, hosting the Hills Heisman candidate week in and week out for us. And uh, all of our other sponsors, uh, uh, Joshua Kennedy, Maddox McCleary Realtors, uh, Life Support Team. Thank you to everyone this year for uh, everything that you all have Done for us, Roby, Foster, Miller, Eric, another one, John Roby, such a great guy. Um, if you need insurance, go through them. They'll take good care of you. Uh, great local-owned business. I think I've hit everybody. Complete access as well. That's the last one, locally owned. They're a, actually part of a bigger nationwide chain, but they have a location in Lexington, so pretty cool there that complete access has jumped on the last couple of seasons with us as well. And once again, thank you to all of you at home. You all are the most important reason uh, that we do this, and you give us the joy of doing this. And Certainly love supporting the kids, but if you weren't at home listening, there'd be no reason to do it. Unfortunately, tonight, the Minutemen end their season with a loss. They end the season 3-7, and seven, had three losses that were right there at the end to go win, and could have been 6-4, and four, but... Life is, it just plays out, out, plays out, and there's really nothing you can do about it once it's done. So they finished three and seven. Decent year in the OCC, though. They were three and four overall in the OCC and could have won a couple of those games as well. So the Minutemen, they competed this year, and they've got some really good things to look forward to in the future. Coach Saris 
has a lot of good things going into the offseason that he can build off of. And we'll be back better than ever next year with week one at Lexington. Ontario will come over for the backyard brawl at home next year, and we look forward to being with you then. Until then, I'm Corey Durbin saying one final time, Lex takes a loss here in week 10, 42 to 28. Thank you for everything and another great season. We'll talk to you next year on the fifth anniversary of fearthevillage.com. Until then, have a good rest of your year, everybody.